Okay, so, all right. So this is like a, a kind of like a little consistent thing that me and Ro will do where we kind of say that like, you know, hey, you know, we shouldn't get into politics in the show. We shouldn't. It's let's not, get into it's, politics in the show. Let's get into politics in the show. Yeah. So. Hello, everybody. <laughs> American nerds. It's What's up, six, guys? Episode 64. I'm Raul. This is Victor. Uh, Happy Thanksgiving. Belated Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. We hope you guys had a great turkey and all that. Uh, whatever the fuck you eat. But that shit doesn't fucking yeah. matter right now. All right. Yeah. No, but that, <laughs> but that doesn't matter right now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you so, you like, told me about what happened. What, what's what's going on in our country <sighs> currently fuck. in Cuba? All right. So so uh yeah, we're American nerds, but we're also Cuban American nerds. Like we're <laughs> specifically we're <laughs> both of us. We're both first generation. We're both first generation Americans. You know, from our respective sides of the family, and um and you know the the uh the turmoil that cuba has gone through in the last you know you know since the 60s well since the 50s what am i talking about it has been just you know has been just disgusting human rights violations have gone out the window well human rights have gone out the window uh, in every form um basically what happened uh recently during uh, uh recently uh during you know in the month um uh, a cuban uh, a cuban rapper uh, let me see if I can try and find his name here. A, a Cuban rapper who was very vocal about the uh, the uh, oppression of of different uh, political views and the oppression of e- artistic expression in in the country. Kind of he he made a little uh, a rap uh, a rap song. Oh, the, the artist's name is Luis Manuel Otero Alacantara. He mm. started a um. He, uh, him, with a bunch of other people, they started a hunger strike um, in protest of the imprisonment of the rapper Dennis Solis. Sorry, the rapper isn't Luis Manuel Otero. Uh, the rapper is Denis Solis, and oh, he was okay. accused of contempt of the police and sentenced to eight months. Um, and basically, you know, he 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 kind of he he did like this little rap video, you know, uh, kind of just being very honest about the situation in Cuba. And obviously, you know, you can't go against the government in Cuba. So, you know, they raided his house without a warrant and they imprisoned him. And since that, uh, since that, uh, you know, we've had artists, you know, artists all around Cuba who believe in freedom of expression and freedom of speech, uh, protesting hunger strikes. And you know to try and get to try and get uh, these political prisoners, not just the rapper, you know, out of imprisonment, you know, and they are doing it in front of San San Isidro Isidro Church yeah. in Cuba. Um, ever since the uh, ever since the uh, demonstrated started, uh, a bunch of uh, pro pro Castro, you know, like the pro government pro regime, uh, uh, secret police started, uh, you know. Uh, arresting people beating them up there's been reports of acid being acid being poured into the uh, water latrines of cuba uh so to you know to obviously prevent people from drinking the water even though they're they are they're already like you know going on the hunger and thirst strike you know um i know there's a lot of uh there's a lot of uh there's there's kind of like a secret police in, in cuba where you know they just kind of go in and out and you know do whatever needs to be done you know in the name of the government and they dress up they dress up as whether it be medics or they just dress up as the regular town folk and start you know inciting inciting violence and kind of you know this a lot of the situations that happen here and a lot of situations that happen even here in america where there's people who just dress up in order to just start violence and you know get 
in order to start violent violence that way they can get the that way they can get the the government to do something about it you know and it's, yeah. it's it's just different it's different forms of oppression and different forms of just trying to take away your right to speak up against uh, against against you know fucking authoritarianism against against the the stronghold that the the communist regime has on cuba and it's it's ridiculous it's ridiculous that that these kind of human rights something as simple as just the right to just speak your minds what can get you can get you in jail it it, it it sucks that we live in 2020 where the issues that face cuba aren't just in cuba and they're just everywhere in the world yeah and obviously cuba is the example we're giving out today because it's it's obviously you know we're we're you know our, our bloodlines are directly tied to that and it's 90 it's 90 miles off the coast of fucking uh, florida like yeah. it's there's something that that directs us you know uh directs us uh sorry no that affects us directly and it's something that affects our family directly our families in cuba directly and it's it's ridiculous that you know we that that they're this that this kind of government and these kinds of radicals exist that they just like the human rights is just something they wipe their ass with you know it's it's, it's, disgusting, it's unfortunate because you know like growing up this isn't the sort of thing that's like necessarily new like new you know to the country there's always been this sort of oppression especially with people who you know speak against the government and it's it's really unfortunate that it's still something that we have to deal with today, you know, especially when we hear stuff like that and we can't really do anything about it. And our hearts go out to those people who are, you know, affected right now. And I, I could only hope for the best for them, but, you know, but what what I've known over the years, it's, it never really, you know, ends well for those people over there. And it sucks because, you know, tying it, I guess tying it in with, like, Thanksgiving that just transpired over the past couple of days and just how, you know, shitty this whole year has been in general you it's you know a lot of things get taken for granted when you live here and it the fact that you could be able to speak whatever you want to speak about you know without any sort of persecution whatsoever here that is a genuine gift and it is like I, and and a privilege that not a lot of people have and that's something to be thankful for and, and it's a it, it's, it's a unfortunate you know it, it, it's to, a privilege that this shit happen yeah, dude, it's a privilege that that it's been granted to us, and it's something that I I I don't that you know we're both young. Obviously, we we're both young. We haven't lived our lives to the fullest yet, but even at a young age, you could appreciate the fact that you know coming, especially from the stories I've heard from my parents coming here, from my grandparents. Yeah, same here. It, it, it that, really like nothing. No, the, it's it's very night and day. The like the. That. Like the over the overwhelming appreciation that my family has for coming to a country where they're literally able to speak whatever they want without the without the threat of a gun, without the threat of a bullet or the threat mm -hmm. of uh, of iron bars. You know, it's it, it's something that I take very I take very seriously, and obviously obviously Raúl to it, obviously Raúl does too. Yeah, and and like and this is and this is hard, especially like even bigger because you know you know we're both fucking Cuban artists. Like they're literally protesting for their right to express themselves. Is exactly what we do. We express yeah. ourselves all the time, whether it be the show, whether it be in Raul's music, whether it be in mine films. Like it's it. This is this is something that this is something that should not be controlled in any manner. And it's ridiculous that there's still countries and there's still establishments that you know that just oppress people to that regard to to that extent. And it's 
it's it's super sad to see you know i might you know i speak for both of all when i hear both of our arts go out to everybody who is fighting the good fight you know yeah. for, for for our mother for our motherlands and is and is is just defend defending the right defending the rights you have to be a human you know not just that just you know tying it into what we do you know on the show and outside of our lives just you know making art putting it out there in the world having so important art, ha- having having the freedom of you know being able to express ourselves it's you know, so in our important. own unique way without any sort of uh what's the word i'm looking for jurisdiction or any sort mm-hmm. of you know uh oppression with it it's it's something to be grateful for it's something to be thankful for and unfortunately like it's it's something that not a lot of people have and i could only hope you know as, as a cuban as a cuban you know all you could really like that lives outside of the country you know i all you could really do is hope at this point that things can get better you know sometimes it doesn't really feel like that but you know hey we're still young hopefully Hopefully yeah, something like, can change. Hey, hey, hey man, like it, it, you know, like every day is a new beginning. Yeah. If for something, every day is a new beginning or something. You know, I, you know, we can wake up the next morning and we can find out that you know the the Cuban government has been toppled. God, fucking, fucking, that'd be sweet. Oh fuck, dude, <laughs> fucking, that'd be sweet. It just, just gaiocho pot, pots and pans, fucking. Go- Remember when Fidel died? <laughs> oh, that was yeah. Like the anniversary was like a few weeks, days ago or something. Four years like ago, yeah. Yeah, like four four years ago is when is when fucking Fidel died. And no, but like the anniversary, I'm, I'm trying to oh, remember yeah, yeah. if it was like yesterday or like two days ago or something. Yeah, like it was that. a few days ago. It was yeah, it was a few. Hold on, I'll tell you right now. Um, it it like like you know just the the uh the overwhelming uh the overwhelming Cuban uh uh what's what's the term the overwhelming uh the overwhelming uh feeling you got the the feeling yeah. of euphoria you got <laughs> oh yeah when, when you just, like i remember specifically bro i was have been dead decades house. ago but like oh, yeah obviously yeah fucking the cia tried to assassinate him what how many times like fucking 900 like a lot of times exploding of cigars times. exploding cigars exploding like, cigars fucking snipers, all sorts like, of shit sending sending women to go kill fidel and then fidel women like womanizing them and fucking them yeah <laughs> like it's wild shit like fun facts about history uh, figures you don't know or no, you yeah. do know. <laughs> Fidel fucks. Yeah, like, Fidel fucked apparently. This, this this is a very real thing apparently. Fidel yeah. fucked a lot. <laughs> we'll get we'll get in that later on in the episode. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, kind of just I, I, you know, we're starting off in a sour note, you know, with this with this new story. But you know, it's important. It's important that that these voices get get heard. Yeah. Especially when it comes to something as simple as artistic exp- exp- expression, because art always moves society forward. No matter yeah. what kind, no matter whether it be something, whether it be something, you know, evil, whether it be something good, whether it, it's always, it always moves society forward in some manner. And I don't think, I don't think oppression of any form when it comes to expressing yourself, you know, with art, paintings, whatever, that's not, that it's not an okay thing. And hopefully, hopefully, you know, one day, one day we'll see, we'll see some significant change and fucking, you know. If there's any significant change that, you know, if there's anything that I could do, if there's anything that I could personally do, you know, in order to assure some kind of change, you know, I would love to. But, you know, as it is right now, we can only sit here and hope. Yeah. And just, and, you know, if, you know, you don't have to be, you don't have to be religious to pray. Just, you know, pray for them, pray for them in order to, in order for them to, to, uh, to make it out of this, you know? Yeah. Just keep them in in your thoughts. Keeping your thoughts, you know? 
it it it's yeah just another example of how lucky we are to be you know like living here just how lucky how lucky we are to you know not be under any sort yeah, of like, like depression or something like that we have a like we have a different kind of privilege uh we have a different kind of privilege that not everybody in the world has has the uh has the right to and and you know we sh- we should use whatever means necessary in order to give voices to the people who need them you know yeah and like and you know like obviously you know obviously you know anybody could fucking like lie to the people you know fucking like what happened with fidel you know like a quota personalities is obviously never blindly follow anybody that's not what we're saying but you know always just especially not now especially (laughs) not now especially not now (laughs) but oh just you know uh I, i think it's important to always have to always have just some kind of positive mindset when it comes to situations like this, you know. And if you're not even if you're not Cuban, you know, if you're just a fucking if you're just a person who just cares for who just cares for the rights of people, you know, this is, you know, people should uh, people should be paying attention to this, especially yeah. especially you know since this is happening ninety mi- ninety miles south of uh, south of the country, you know, like it's yeah, just fucking uh, hearts go out to you guys and. Uh, Let's uh let's continue on with the show. Yeah. Um man. Uh Yeah, it's a lot. It's heavy. <laughs> I know. Yeah. I'm trying to remember once I'm trying to remember if we recorded sometime around like last year if we recorded around Thanksgiving time or if we took a break around there. Cuz I don't remember I don't remember having that light of a news week. You know, last year around. But Yeah, there's not, not well, much. It's a pretty light news week uh yeah. for this episode. Which honestly, thank God, cuz I'm kind of tired over this past of the past couple of days. We're also in award season, and... technically. Yeah, I guess. Quote unquote award season. Yeah, it's like it's there, but it's not something I really I'm hearing a lot of things about, or at least I'm not following a lot of things right now because it just like I'm not expecting <laughs> a lot to happen, yeah. um, you know, with films and awards right now. But yeah, you know, that's just the way it is. But might as well start off with uh, some of the big news, pop culture news from this past week. With Deadpool, ignoring 3. geopolitics. <laughs> yeah, you know, no, don't ignore it. But like geopolitics <laughs> aside, I guess. Yeah, see, there you go. There <laughs> that's, you go. A, that's the lighter way to put it. Yeah. Um, uh, first thing on the docket, Deadpool three officially has an a you know an update greenlit, moving fo- uh, forward. Kind of, well, not not greenlit, not but, not officially greenlit yet. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. they got a new pair of writers to pen the sequel in the form of the Millennium Sisters veterans from bob's burgers and i think a couple other uh pretty decent comedies too mm-hmm. uh this comes from deadline uh wendy milio and lizzie milio luglin i don't know how to <laughs> I, i'm not good with french I'm, I'm not good with french they will write deadpool 3 with ryan reynolds set to reprise his role as a wise crafting marvel superhero Meetings have been taking place over the past month with Reynolds recently meeting with a handful of writers to hear their pitches for the next installment. In the end, the studio and Reynolds, uh, studio being Marvel Studios in this case, obviously, thought that the sisters were the perfect fit for what they wanted. Uh, this is going to be, obviously, the first Deadpool film where Marvel Studios will work hand-in-hand with Reynolds and the people behind whatever's left of 20th Century Fox. I'm sorry, 20th Century Studios. The mouse doesn't like that. And... <laughs> <laughs> And uh, reports are going are uh, saying that right now the film the project is aimed to still be rated R like the previous films. So here's hoping. Guess it's the same thing, you know, that we got before. Like I I assume this shit would just get more meta if you're doing a Deadpool three 
that is also co-produced with the people who want yeah by <laughs> disney the same universe that wants everything under their one you know cinematic the same, universe the same company the same company that the, the the first two films were making fun of now they're part of it you know <laughs> yeah now they're part ironically of ironically i think that's kind of funny there's and gold also, there. There's gold yeah, there. And there is some potential to make some really funny shit from this. Like, I'm not... I don't want a Spider-Verse or a Deadpool core thing like they've done in the comics. But I'm expecting, like... Remember Enchanted? Remember the movie Enchanted? Where, With uh, Amy Adams? Yeah, Amy Adams, yeah. Where, like, Ryan Reynolds, where Wade just falls into, like, a glory hole or something like that. And then... Oh, look! Was that Ryan Reynolds? I thought it was uh, James Marsden. No, no, no. I'm, I'm pitching. Like, I'm pitching, oh, like, okay, okay, Enchanted okay, okay. meets Deadpool. Oh, okay. Okay, That's yeah, what yeah, I'm yeah. saying. Yeah, like, Wade and Cable, Negasonic. They, just, they fall into the... Do you remember CGI the... CGI Colossus. Like, remember yeah, the Family well, Guy sketch? The Family Guy sketch of the Disney... Uh, like, Brian, Brian and Stu are going through, like, different dimensions, and they're going... And they, they hit the Disney universe. Yeah, and, yeah. And something it, like that. There, there's, like, a whole... There, there's, like, a whole... Uh, there, there's, like, a whole, like, dance number and everything, and it just ends with them killing... Uh, uh, Mort was it? Was his name the the Jewish guy from Family Guy? Yeah, yeah, Mort. Yeah, yeah. Nah. yeah. they killed. God. Yeah, was, <laughs> we'll yeah, we'll get was... into Disney later, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, that's a th- that's a thing. Um, that's a thing that could probably happen with this. They'll just like, like I assume they'll just ignore. They could probably do that or just retcon everything that they've already done in the past two movies, like they kind of did with, like retconning the death of uh, what was that name? What was the name of that girl? Wade's wife in uh, uh fuck the, that's right Mar- Morena Beccarin who dies in the beginning of Deadpool 2 but then she's brought back at the end of Deadpool 2 yeah it's, <laughs> just it, because like just because of time travel or some shit like some shit like that you know I I don't know I think that I think there's some potential to there's some good potential with integrating that universe with the rest of the MCU like you would have more Josh Brolin which would be fun cause Cable's still around Oh shit! Uh, yeah, it's like, yeah. hey man, hey man, weren't you like in a movie? Like, yeah, like I, I think it'd be really funny to just have like a running guy where, what is it? Josh Brolin's just walking around. People are just really scared of him. Not even because he looks like, you know, because he's Cable. You know, there's probably another guy that already is. That could be another cool thing. There could be another dude who's already Cable on the, uh, in, in in this movie. And but they're just more scared of him because he looks like the purple guy that you know killed half of the fucking population. If there was. <laughs> if there was a, if there, like, I assume, like, with Deadpool 3, uh, they might have, like, those, uh, another, like, uh, like, th- those, like, uh, those visual gags, uh, do you remember that in Deadpool 2 with the, well, was it Deadpool, yeah, it was Deadpool 2 with the X-Men, how yeah. they, they were just there for one scene, I expect, I, <laughs> oh, yeah. they were just there for one the scene, closed. <laughs> I'd, ex- I'd expect them, like, I'd expect Deadpool, like, I'd expect Deadpool to, uh, to have a, Deadpool 3 to have a scene with, like, Josh Brolin and, like, Thanos, I mean, like, uh, Cable and Thanos just looking at each other. Like, I would expect, yeah. like... Something like that. I'm, I would short. not be surprised. Yeah, I would not be surprised to get, like, an MCU cameo at this point in time. Yeah. Like, like, if, it, if not Tom Holland, if that's, like, legally feasible with, like, two companies putting their hands into that pro- uh, pocket, into that project, maybe, like, Chris Hemsworth, Thor. Or, or, or the dead corpse of Tony Stark. They're the dead corpse of Natasha. <laughs> I don't know. Like, like yeah. there's, a, there's a lot of ways you could do it. Yeah. You could probably cosplay as Natasha, join the Avengers. I don't know. That I'm I'm hopeful that this would at least stay the same, you know, be in the same tone and the same, you know, frequency as the other two movies. Always remember, uh, 
<laughs> Look, what? always remember, it's <laughs> Deadpool 3 might be rated R, but it's Disney's Deadpool 3 rated R. You yeah, know? Like, that's the thing. Yeah. That's the big that's the big anecdote right there. Like I mean, it's 20th Century Studios' Deadpool 3 if you want to get technical with it, but like really who's in charge here? Like <laughs> nobody like that company isn't fooling anybody with that. Uh speaking of not fooling us with more shit, I guess. I mean, hopefully, because I, I, I don't know. You've seen The Predator, right? Or did you or did you not? Did you see it? I did. Shane Black's I The did. Predator? Not good, right? It did. Horrible. All right. I figured. Well, uh, get ready. There's more coming. There's a new Predator movie coming out with... But this uh, is exciting. Clo- yeah, but with Dan Trachtenberg at the helm, director of 10 Cloverfield Lane. Fuck and yeah. I think, uh, I think he did the pilot for The Boys as well fuck yes yeah fuck great yes. great director i love his stuff oh yeah he's like he, he's like wh- he's one of those names that i just immediately get excited for whatever he does yeah he's like uh he he, he like he's like uh it's almost like like he's one of those directors where like i get the same feeling i do whenever i hear whenever i hear something like oh t- oh, oh fucking nolan's making a new movie or oh, tarantino's making a new movie Dragonbird's making another fucking movie hell yeah give me that shit on a fucking silver plate fuck yeah, yeah. he's making a he's making a predator movie which is really interesting no yeah he will direct mean, like, <laughs> uh yeah go, no, no no go ahead go ahead oh, okay i was gonna just uh finish off this article with some of the more details um also from deadline trachtenberg is in ta- is in yeah he's he's in um he's directly he's officially tapped on to direct the fifth installment of the predator series with um the script being written by patrick eisen whose credits include the show kingdom is that mma show with joe jonas and i think yes. uh frank grillo that's his yeah, name, yeah, yeah. yeah jack ryan and treadstone I think it's a Jason Bourne. Show yeah, it's like a J- like that. it's a Jason Bourne like spinoff. Yeah, yeah, I'm trying. That's what I remember. Um, pro- uh, plot is being kept under wraps right now, but apparently, according to this article, it will not have any uh, relations to the 2018 thriller The Predator, which is the last uh, film of that franchise. Yeah. So, which okay, like okay, I was always like okay, I was that always like, sense. Skept- yeah, yeah, I, I was always skeptical, skeptical of the Predator going into it. Like we were pretty excited, you know, before because it, look, it didn't look that bad. Good cast, in. Shane Black is great. You uh, know, like oh, that's okay. Yeah, that's that. That's my that's my 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 very my very like thick drawn line. You know, <laughs> Shane Black is literally the epitome of he's either good or he's not. I don't. It I, is, I don't know. For me, at least, yeah, like, finish your take, and I'll I'll, I'll, I'll jump for in. For me, now. at least, like for me, it's like kiss, kiss, bang, bang, and the nice guys. Two fucking amazing movies. Fantastic. Fucking fat, like like every fucking every fucking checkmark you can get for like a good buddy cop film. Both of those fucking embody that to the the most insane degree. Specifically, the nice guys. The nice guys is a fucking. It's one of the best movies that come out in the last ten years. You know what else he also does really well? Iron Man 3, which is also fantastic. And now, you know, nobody can tell me I'm wrong. (laughs) Listen, man, listen, man. It's your opinion. You can have it. It's your opinion. You can have it. I'm going to be honest. You know, I'm going to be honest. It had, you know, I I try and watch Iron Man 3 every once in a while, every few months. Like, not every few months. Every, like, six months, seven months, whatever. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's, I try, you know, like, I always see the good stuff in it. I see the good stuff that makes Shane Black so likable. Makes it because he he really is he, a lot of what like Iron Man three did like and is similar to like what a lot of what like 
the last Jedi did, where it's a filmmaker who has a very specific vision on how on how well a very specific idea on how this universe works in their playgrounds kind of thing. Yeah, you know? it's his, and, it's its own unique take on like playing with you know a studio mandated formulated yeah, blockbuster. Yeah. And looking at looking at it from that aspect, from coming from the guy who fucking loves Ryan Johnson, what he did with the Last Jedi, because you know it's everything I would want from Star Wars movie. You know, I, I respect I respect the I respect what what he tried to do, but I but you know in, in terms of like what he actually did, I wasn't a fan of. You know, I, I kind of felt like Iron Man three was kind of a, like a worthless movie in the end of the day. But then again, uh, no. you could also you could also <laughs> now considering Episode nine, you could consider the Episode eight a worthless movie in the end of the day as well. Yeah, but. You know, you know, I was never like hundred percent on board with Shane Black doing. Did the Predator, a predator break film. you? That's what I want to ask. Did the Predator yeah. like? Nah, nah, it didn't like... break me. Okay. Nah, nah, I, I, I've been broken way longer before that. It's fine. You know, it's like <laughs> I, I wasn't. Yeah, I wasn't. Ho- I wasn't going all in for this movie. You know, like for the the original, the Predator. You know, the 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 Shane Black one. I wasn't going all in. Yeah. It wasn't gonna be like. It, it wasn't like an episode nine thing where it's like, yeah, like episode nine broke me. While it's like, hey, yeah, I can get another Predator movie. Whatever the fuck, I like the first Predator a lot. Get to the chopper! Like it's it's still like it, that that that's a movie. The first Predator is a movie that that it, it's like the perfect drunk. It's drunk food. That's what it is. Predator is the kind of movie you just watch fucking a few beers between all your friends and just start fucking just going crazy over fucking Arnold just oily oily fucking biceps <laughs> and him just murdering fucking predator aliens that look like Little Wayne. Like I'd say it's- I'd say it's a pretty <laughs> decent like it's a pretty decent action thriller. Oh, like, uh, oh, that cream of the crop of like oh, you know oh, all fuck. the other yes. Schwarzenegger stuff. Like it's it's up there. Oh, you dude, know, it, definitely. And it's, like, and it's like not even not even it being like just really like cheesy like fun action. There's like some actually really fucking intense uh intense fucking uh, scenes between the predator and and Arnie. You know, like the the yeah. whole cat and mouse between like him like uh, Arnie covering himself in mud to to make sure the he's a good. Oh, the la- oh my god that the laugh, that laugh always gets me it's, it's so iconic it's so <laughs> iconic it because like it's one of those things where like it completely flips your if it flips your perception on these on these creatures in, in, in a different way where like you realize it's like no the, these dudes like they're, they're not just hunting because it's their nature no they they're they know what they're doing and they like that shit like <laughs> you know it's it, it's great it, it like the first predator is great um uh, Predator Dan 2 I've been hearing it's been getting some love for some what? reason I've never seen it Predator 2 but I've been hearing that like that's it's a good. movie that's, it's good. that's like uh, yes. um, underseen it is it is 100% 100% it like all the good stuff of, of the first Predator I wouldn't say it's done better in the second one but it's done in a grander scale you know because it, it's set in New York I believe I think it's set in New York yeah like, it isn't like I've never seen it but I in think the like, suburbs he's like yeah he's in the suburbs and like there's ties with like the alien franchise. That's where it really kind of starts off. Oh yeah. But like you see like a xenomorph skull and his fucking ship yeah, and all that. Yeah, yeah. It's interesting. AVP. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, a shit that's... show. That's a shit show. Yeah. <laughs> that that was a shit show. Good comics though. They're those are pretty good. Good a... game as well. Though. A- a- yeah. AVP and Freddy vs Jason is is just like short film material. That's like fan made like short film material. You know. Oh my god! Okay, I, I look. I, I know we're kind of already done with this with this new topic. Dan Trachtenberg's great. I He's hope so good. that this is a good movie. He's so great. But like, do you remember that Batman short film that from like 2003, where he's fighting DKR Joker and then he dies halfway through just to fight the fucking Predator? Do you remember? I think it's I called don't. like. Really? You've never I, I, seen this? Maybe. 
Dude, Maybe. this is like this was like Wizard magazine material that I would I, read yeah, as like, like, old a, like a five year old. Yeah, this is old as hell. But it was one of my like, it was one of my favorite Predator memories because it was one of the most random things. I I was expecting going in just watching a regular Batman short film, right? I just find on YouTube one day in like two thousand five, yes, Batman versus Predator. Yes, I that's do it. Know. Yeah, and then yes, like, and then Predator shows up Classic. halfway through. And yes, he just I, yes, him. yes, 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 yes. I do remember this show, oh, dude. Honestly, that fucking Batman cow in the fucking short film is so sick. It looks I like know. the Alex Ross one. It's really good. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah I do remember it, this. Man, it, it's interesting. It was so fucking crazy. Um, like looking back at that, when, uh, like I, I was getting memories of that when I was reading this article, and I'm like, man. Yeah, I kind of agree. Like, Predator is kind of those, one of those things where it's like, you don't really have to go super in-depth with them, you know? It's an action franchise at the end of the day with yeah. sci-fi elements. We don't have to know, like, more about his homeland or, like, his pride and shit like that. He's just a hunter trying to hunt, you know? Actually, um... It's always been cool. Actually, uh, I don't know if you remember, but uh, speaking of, like, Batman short films, there was, like, this old Batman short series that... It was years ago, like, like 13 years ago, like, on uh, on YouTube... And it was, and it was like, a, a, like one of those like, like super like dark and like violent renditions, uh, renditions on, um, on you know just Batman, and I don't mm-hmm. know. I remember watching those like, like you know back in the old days on YouTube, like the different like little trailers they'd have. They had like really good makeup, insane fucking costumes. Like it was, it was pretty sick. Like I, I, I don't remember specifically the name of that that specific series that I watched, but I don't know. There was a. There's like this whole little uh, little sub community of like just you know ner- of like uh, nerds uh, just making their own versions of uh, making their own versions of you know the comic book characters. Yeah, so. before like like really before like DMCA things were a big thing, and yeah. like YouTube was you know when YouTube was good or obje- uh, like subjectively good back then because people would just post whatever they wanted to put and you know they would. They would have success there. I always, I always liked those uh, little fan projects when I was a little kid, especially oh, that yeah, Batman Bra- Predator one for some reason, because it was just so random. It just shows up. He's like, "Oh fuck, the Predator." Hey, uh, <laughs> I'm trying to, I'm trying to look for that, for that specific, for that specific short film I saw. I, I think it was like Death of Batman or something like that. Interesting. It, it, well, it, well, you, like, yeah, yeah. Well, well, I find that. Yeah. While well, well, you find that, I'll, I'll just read on the next uh, story in the docket. Mm-hmm. So, another movie news. Uh, Godzilla vs. Kong is probably going to be the next uh, temple blockbuster film to go on streaming. Netflix recently made a bid of more than $200 million to uh, get the streaming rights for the film, directed by Adam Wingard. And uh, apparently Warner Media is trying to, uh, is preparing an offer to send it, to send the film uh, to HBO Max instead, which, you know, makes more sense <laughs> Just to have your Warner properties under the Warner streamer. You know, nothing's getting uh, worried with HBO Max. I, I mean, I guess so. In that case, the thing is, I it's interesting because Netflix has the goodwill of like some. They've been able to get titles from Warner's in the past, obviously, but like also Paramount and uh, what's the other what's the other big studio that's still going on. I think it's I think it's Paramount that that uh, and sometimes like Sony. Mm-hmm. You know, they're able to get films from them. So I think it's not... I, I don't think this particular temple is seen as, like, such a big worrying issue that they need to get right now. But, you know, it could spell, like, more interesting 
it could be the uh, like the beginning or just the seedlings for more interesting um, streaming deals to mm. go in to go into the future with this with HBO Max trying to get bigger and trying to promote themselves to be bigger than Netflix and more movies essentially probably going to be you know going to streaming before theaters at least for the foreseeable future right now until we get like a vaccine and theaters start to open up again and people I mean, start going to the theaters again like we already got the shit with Wonder Woman 1984 I'm kind yeah. of not surprised that this is going to happen with this like, I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm expecting that movie to go on streaming at this point. I mean, e- really. e- even before, like, obviously, even before the fucking uh, the pandemic and everything, um, we've like we've been talking about just the rise of streaming services. This has been like a consistent thing on the show, and like just the pandemic has just kind of skyrocketed that rise to like an insane degree. Like, like these things, like you know, like Godzilla, Godzilla and King Kong, like. Uh, being like ch- like likely being a part of, part of like some big streaming service like this wouldn't have been a thing this wouldn't have been a thing um like let's say the a pandemic year ago, never, really the, yeah yeah this wouldn't be like let's say let's say the pandemic never happened we'd still get all these movies coming out in theaters like that like that that, that would have happened regardless but the 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 slow push the slow push to 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 kind of just adapt the way uh, the way people look view movies through streaming services has been a thing for years, and just yeah. the pandemic has just kind of skyrocketed it to like uh, to an insane degree that we're getting these Godzilla versus King Kong, literally the biggest fucking movie you c- the literally the biggest fucking movie you can get on a streaming yeah. service. And it's like, and it's like you know, again, I, I I I'm not gonna say like I love it, but I'm not gonna lie, it's pretty convenient, you know, like it's. It, yeah, I mean, it's it's not surprising at this point. Yeah, really. You know, it's, yeah, it's especially just the way with Wonder Woman eighty four finally you know giving in to do that. Yeah, it's That's it's, gonna... it's the way of the game. You know, it, like mm-hmm. it, this, this has kind of been the trajectory for a while. But you know, at, at this point, you know, I guess like I guess everybody's slowly kind of coming to that like real realization that you know streaming services are really are the future. You know, it's interesting though because I'm I'm kind of. Because obviously Warner has to make, regardless, like Warner, if they do it on HBO Max, they're they have to send money, you know, they have to spend money within itself to, to you know to get it under that brass. Like if we're talking about like you know under the whole AT and T window as a whole, and I wonder if that's the thing they want to keep on doing just for the sake of HBO Max, or if they'll probably just try to sh- like continue to try to ship it out to uh, other markets because. Like like AT and T is still under a massive ton of debt, <laughs> like, oh, yeah. uh, with like with buying, with buying a uh, Warner Media and just you know they're trying they're trying to best to get rid of everything they got they're trying to get rid of fucking Directv, uh what was the other thing Crunchyroll recently yeah. yeah they they're they're still in the process of getting rid of that so I wonder if that's something if if more movies on HBO Max is still gonna be the case. Like more temples on HBO Max is still going to be the case going forward, or if they're going to try to still do like a maybe a Netflix or a or a Crackle, you know, uh, here mm. and there, but not really Crackle. Maybe like a, a, a like Apple TV Plus, probably. I don't know. That's more for indies things. I I, I feel. Yeah. Apple TV Speaking Plus. Of, yeah, I mean, at least right now, that's that's kind of how I see them, you know, marketing wise. Yeah, that's they're they're like ta- they're they're tapping into the the more like you know awards friendly like cine- like you know cinema side of the of the spectrum, you know, with Scorsese and uh, and, and 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 everything else they've been getting. Wasn't there? I feel like there was another big movie that was supposed to come out on Apple TV Plus. I think like I saw an ad for it during the Macy's Thanksgiving parade, but I forgot about it. Completely. Well, Spielberg has well Spielberg has has that uh, deal with them now, don't they? Don't doesn't he? Spielberg. I mean, Trishetti. he had that amazing. He had that amazing stories. 
reboot that he did for the show, which I heard was okay. But like, I don't know if it it was if it's like a long term deal. I don't know. Mm. But uh, speaking of indies, next thing on the docket, Ari Aster's doing a new movie. It's oh, called fuck. Bo is Afraid, and Joaquin Phoenix is apparently is in it? talks Give to lead. Yeah. Yes! <laughs> yes! <laughs> yes! Oh, baby! That's what I've been waiting for. That's what it's all about. Whoa! <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. This is amazing. Yeah, I mean, come on. This is fucking awesome. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, I, I, I'm pretty happy about that. Like, look, man, Joker's cool and all that shit, but really, I give a fuck about... I, I, what I really give a fuck about is um, Joaquin joining, like, more... Well... I wouldn't say actual vision, like like more visionaries in cinema and yeah, doing more yeah. indie projects. Like you know, like what was it? He he's doing something with Mike Nichols? No, not Mike Nichols. The fucking guy from Twentieth uh, Century Woman director. I'm trying to remember his name. He's doing something with him right now. I think that's like his next, his first project post Joker, and then he's doing another movie with another big name director. I don't. I want to say Gus Van Sant, but I don't think that's the case. Mike Mil- Mike Mills. Mike Mills, yeah, it's the guy behind Twentieth Century Woman, mm-hmm. but like, there's another one. He's not in the next PSA movie, right? PTA movie, right? No, he's not. No, okay, all right. I thought he was for some reason, but uh, yeah, it's coming from Film Stage. Uh, pairing up, uh, uh, this is uh, from their article. I'm quoting from their article. According to the discussing film, Phoenix is in talks to lead the film that's uh, titled Bo's Afraid. Uh, project's actually been floating around Astor's mind for some time. In 2011, he directed a show, a short film titled Bo. Oh no! Which would be the basis for yeah, oh, which no. would be the basis for a sequence in the feature. And an early okay. draft, yeah, an early draft from 2014 uh, has found its way online. He describes it as a surrealist horror film set in alternative, uh, set in an alternative present, present, where Phoenix's character would pl- be a quote extremely anxious but pleasant-looking man who has a fraught relationship with his overbearing mother and oh, never no. knew his father. Okay, oh, no. he calls oh, no. it. He, he he goes on. Yeah, <laughs> he goes on to mention that this is a that uh, Aster goes on to mention that this is a quote nightmare comedy. So uh, do with that what you will. It's definitely oh, a horror movie oh. <laughs> from the way it fucking sounds from Ari oh, Aster fuck. from the past. All right. Yeah. If you don't know, uh, Ari Aster has one of the most polarizing short films ever made called uh, <laughs> called uh, uh, What's Wrong with the Johnsons? Is that what it is? What's going on with the Johnsons? What's going? Yeah. What's going on with the Johnsons? Yeah. Uh, that's oh, that's not for the faint of heart. Do not recommend. I don't recommend that to everybody. I don't. It's a fun don't. time. It's <laughs> a the, fun look, time. <laughs> look, look, look! All the sh- all the shit that I recommend on the show, I watch a lot of fucked up shit. That's fucked up. <laughs> that's fucked up. <laughs> like, but yeah, yeah, it's being described as as like a nightmare comedy. Uh, Ari Aster has a very like niche. Uh, he has like this very niche genre where it's like it's 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 almost uh almost in the same vein of like the social thrillers of uh, that jordan peter uh jordan peterson god jordan, jordan peel <laughs> jesus christ what a fucking what a that's fucking a di- that's a different get out that's a, that's that, a very different get out <laughs> that's completely different but um okay. um kind of in the same vein like jordan peel does with like jordan peel did with like social thrillers where it's like it's like a kind of like a mishmash of genre where like Ari Aster, like yeah, his films are pretty like yeah, he makes pretty fucked up horror films like you know Hereditary and Midsommar, but they're weirdly funny. They're like it's they're... like Yorgos Lanthimos, yeah, but for Americans, yeah, literally, yeah. literally, it's, it's just really that, funny. 
it's super like it's super fucked up humor like the kind of thing where like if you find yourself laughing you kind of have to look around and it's like did anybody see me laugh i hope i hope nobody saw that because like i don't want I, I don't want people to think i'm crazy you know like, i told you i told you about my experience watching midsummer with uh with adrian we were in like kind of a packed house and you know when you get to that scene uh wait did i say hereditary i meant midsummer if i if i uh, you said midsummer you said midsummer oh, okay okay i didn't you I said midsummer yeah, yeah yeah i'm already losing my memory uh at the end like you know you know that scene by the near the end of the movie where you know the ritual happens right that's all i'll say you know for lack of spoilers yes yes, uh, yes. to avoid spoilers man everybody was laughing their ass off but I, it was that sort of thing where like you're laughing because it's kind of funny but like you're also extremely uncomfortable at the same time that's what ari aster yeah. exceeds at yeah which i really like it, from him yeah. i go back and forth from midsummer a lot a lot <laughs> like a lot <laughs> i hear the director's cut is very good yeah it is it's really good it's really, really you've good. seen it yeah oh, yeah okay. it's, it is really good uh i still have my issues with the movie like mm. I, I think the issues i have with the movie just stem from like me not understanding where ari ash is coming from you know while making this film because yeah as funny as that scene is supposed to be it's supposed to make you uncomfortable it's like you know is that really like did he want to make me laugh and if he wanted to make me laugh you know i don't think that was the right emotion for that specific scenario but then again i'm not the fucking director it's not my vision you know what the fuck yeah but the thing is like i i think it's like it's just a natural thing for some people where like if they see something that's so uncomfortable or so like weird to them like the first laughter, thing you would yeah. do is laugh yeah it's like it's it, it's nervous laughter yeah um yeah. they like they, like yeah like uh ari plays like he genre mashes a lot with, with with the movies he makes um and i think that's gonna and like that's most likely gonna be like the same case with here and just describe it like from what raul described you know i'm not like i, I i'm not thinking this is gonna be a fucking uh, a walk down fucking peach street you know like, oh no i think it's gonna be fun for the whole oh family. yeah oh fun. it's gonna be oh, great no. oh, oh no. no like i'm gonna have so much fun with this um, build especially with joaquin phoenix it's i love when he's in horror movies yeah oh yeah like 100%. signs it's been a long time since he's been in some like signs you know he's he's so great it's okay it's really hard oh wow my water bottle fell and it fell perfectly like like landed perfectly. oh vertical cool. oh okay you yeah, did yeah. the flip nice yeah, yeah it just <laughs> yeah randomly okay um uh fuck what was i saying yeah um joaquin phoenix is one of the few actors that can pull off uh m night Shyamalan acting and make it feel believable. You know, M. Night Shyamalan, he has a very weird way in how he wants his actors to, like, to to say lines and how he wants them to, you know, go about their, their role. Yeah. Like, like, Joaquin Vegas is one of the few that, to make to make it, like, natural. There's a specific scene. It's one of the, it's one of the most iconic scenes in Signs. It's the first time you see the alien in, like, in the TV, in, in like, the, the, the TV, uh, in, like, the news channel. Mm-hmm. Um... When you see the Aiden, it's really fucking scary because you don't expect that shit. Uh, the reaction that Joaquin Phoenix gives off, it's so over the top. And you could tell M. Night Shyamalan really just wanted him to just go with it. Just fucking keep reacting. Like, you just can't believe it. And, like, for most actors, that wouldn't really work. You know? And, like, you know, that happens a lot with, like, M. Night Shyamalan. Like, he just, to me, he has to pick the very specific actors in order to, like, in order to really get across his, like, whole, like, style. Joaquin Phoenix does it perfectly. And that scene where he's just freaking out, like screaming in front of the TV, it's kind of just kind of encapsulates how good he is. You know, yeah. if you can make if you can make M Night Shyamalan lines work. You can, you know, you could. Uh... Oh no, he'd kill it with an Ari Aster project. Oh for my sure. god! Like, oh my come god! On. Yeah, dude, he'd be he'd be emotionally destroyed. Oh yeah, <laughs> just, and probably just, physically destroyed. 
Like, <laughs> oh, dude, I, I can't fucking wait. Yeah, this is this yeah. is great fucking news. Apparently, it's also being described as four hours. Uh, oh, God, no. You know that's like not going to fly right now. <laughs> Maybe as a director's cut. We're going to director's cut. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I mean hey, I don't know. Um, um, they're... Uh, Ari has to, Ari has so far been proving himself. Uh, Midsommar was a fucking huge success for A24. So honestly, yeah, would, but you know what I mean. I'm saying like theatrically, like that movie's yeah. gonna be four hours unless I'm Apple saying, TV Plus is willing to ball and they're just gonna you know pull an Irishman. Let him do whatever the fuck. Yeah, yeah. yeah pull like an ancestral Irishman <laughs> with whatever the movie's check. gonna be. Yeah, yeah. it's blank. Uh, I haven't seen the the short film View, but uh, I will watch it eventually. It's like six yeah, I've, I've heard it. I've heard it's pretty good. Uh, I just you know, good oh, mean? No, that's it. Well, I mean, like, I, I've it, it's it's good in the way that you know, if you like Ari Aster, it's it's pretty good. Like, yeah. it, it's that thing. It's the, actually I was gonna say um I was gonna correct us, ourselves on this. It's the strange thing about the Johnsons. That's the name yes. of the short yeah, film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is uh yeah, it's pretty strange. Yeah, <laughs> I'll just say I'll understatement. Leave it at that. Understatement. Yeah. Just know. Pretty good. Just know if you watched it, we didn't. If you watched it, we told you very. We told we warned you. Don't say we didn't warn you. Don't say we didn't warn you yeah, at all. Yeah, don't say we didn't warn you. That's that's a fucking yeah. It's a fucking. It's funny. It's fuck. That's a fucking road. Yeah. It's fucking hey, awful. Yeah, yeah. Here, here's another fucking funniest fuck thing. Josh Sweden oh, yeah. hates HBO's the never the nevers. Yeah. Um. Oh, what the fuck, it, dude? What? Okay, hold up. The fucking article you sent me, the Hollywood Reporter. Josh Sweden has like an earring. He does. Dude, look at the look at the Hollywood oh, Reporter. Oh yeah, he does. What I never fuck? noticed. I didn't know yet. I didn't know he wore earrings. It doesn't That's fit. Interesting. It doesn't it's fit. weird. It's yeah, weird. It's weird for that Does guy. It... But um, <laughs> all right. I'll 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 try to so- I'll sound off on this Hollywood Reporter article because I, I wanted to see if you could um, if you could try to find the Ray Fisher response to this because I know he he put out a response um with this news going you know also tying in with the recent like things we've been talking about in the show with Ray uh Fisher's allegations about him on the Justice League set. Uh, but yeah. Joss Whedon has exited the series that's set to uh, air in the summer of next year. Uh, apparently, he's he was working on it, and it was he put out a statement uh, saying, "quote uh, from uh, actually HBO put out a statement quote uh, saying we have parted ways with Joss Whedon, and we remain excited about the future of the Nevers and look forward about its premiere in the summer of 2021." In tangent with that, Whedon. Also, uh, put out a statement saying, "The years of unprecedented challenge, uh, unprecedented challenges, and impacted my life and perspectives in ways I could have never imagined. And while developing and producing the Nevers has been a joyful experience, I realize that the level of commitment required moving forward, combined with the physical challenges of making such a huge show during a global pandemic, is more than I can handle without the work beginning to suffer." He was. Um, this was basically supposed to be his big return to television, with him writing, producing, and show running this series which i think is okay yeah it's described as an epic science fiction drama about a gang of victorian women who find themselves with unusual abilities relentless enemies and a mission that might change the world so just you know, just is the last person to write about women well look the guy from the guy who made buffy I, it's like it's not like yeah i like buffy <laughs> That's yeah, the thing. The, i really like buffy yeah, I, I, guy- I, I'm, I'm i'm iffy on joss whedon now as a person that's the thing. Yeah, from the, from from the guy from the guy that used from the guy that used Natalie Portman as eye candy for his uh for his kids superhero movies. Uh, you know it's uh it's not a I I wouldn't say I really trust Joss Whedon to write to write uh very strong uh women characters. You know Natalie Portman. You mean Scarlett Johansson? I mean, 
I sorry, yeah. They look exactly oh, okay. like to me. <laughs> really? Uh, no, yeah, I dude. don't see it. You don't no, what? I don't. What? No. Who are you talking about? Their faces oh, are very what? different to me. Oh dude, I confuse for some for years, I always confuse Natalie Portman, Scarlett Johansson, and Kira Knightley. All three of them really? I confuse them. I can I confuse Kira all Knightley? three of them all the time. Okay, Kira Knightley makes so much more sense because yeah, like I grew exactly. up watching Phantom Menace and not knowing that she was also in that movie for yeah. years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Did we say it on like, the show? Did we say it on the I show when so. you found out? I think so. I never knew. I yeah. never knew that Kira Knightley was in Phantom Menace because yeah, I just yeah. thought she looked the same. I thought it was just Natalie Portman just deciding, oh, I'll put in the cool alien makeup and then I'll get off of this shit for a minute. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. I was also a baby that didn't understand words, so like I, I just never knew from the beginning. Yeah. Um. Uh. Going on to what uh Ray what what uh Ray Fisher said, um, he uh quote tweeted uh, the Hollywood Reporter article and he said, "I have no intention of allowing Joss Whedon to use the old Hollywood tactic of exiting, stepping down, or walking away to cover his terrible behavior." Warner Brother Warner Media's Justice League investigation has been in full swing for over three weeks now. This is undoubtedly a result of it. And then he, and then at the very end, he he tweets out eight A over E, like A yeah. greater than E, yeah. Which I don't uh, know accountability, means. accountability oh, over oh, entertainment. Yeah. That's been oh, okay, his, okay, okay. that's been his thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, I mean, yeah, I I I figured this would have been. This is obviously directly tied with this. I think. Yeah, like it's it's no fucking surprise to me. Yeah, and, that and, he and, would leave because of these reasons. And, and and if you're and if you're like unaware of like what what uh, Ray Fisher's talking about, if if you've been under a rock, uh, back in like October, uh, Fisher claimed that uh, that on the set of Justice League, uh, he became informed that Josh Whedon had ordered that the complexion of an actor of color be changed in post production because he didn't like the color of his skin tone. Which well, is, okay, that's that's one of the things. It was that's also one of a the, bunch of other. That's one like, of the things. Yeah. Yeah, it was also a bunch of on um, on set uh, uh, on set just uh, uh, on set uh, on set toxic behavior with everybody yeah. in the cast and just yeah. like the, the way he was treating people, you know, during the reshoots. Yeah. That, it's it's that a mix show. of everything. It was yeah. a mix of everything, you know. At the time, like you know, mid mid production, there was a there's a a gigantic director and and script overhaul, you know, like like uh, tensions tensions weren't weren't. Tensions were high, you know, Ben Affleck was going through his own thing. I'm sure everybody else in the cast, you know, they're trying to, like, work on different projects, but they're still caught up in this. And then Joss Whedon, you know, being roped up in some capacity. It's it's a, It's been a fuck situation since 2017, you know, and we're not going to hear the end of yeah. it for a while. So, you know, just wait for the next update, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, you know, just to tie this off, it's... I wasn't really, like, I'm kind of not surprised... Really, at no, this no, no. sort of news, I uh, forgot he was doing I, this. I mean, I still remembered because when I heard HBO and like when when the news first dropped about this project, I was excited because I do like, I love Firefly, I do like Buffy. You know, yeah, I, I used I used to watch Dollhouse for fuck's sakes, and that wasn't that bad either. You know, and like I yeah, I grew up loving that first Avengers movie, and I still think Age of Ultron is a pretty decent flick, but. Yeah, like as the years go by, and especially over the last couple of months, my you know excitement for anything Whedon esque has been mind kind you, of like dwindling. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Everyone listening, mind you, we grew up as fans. Yeah, as big fans. Like, I, I, we really, really loved Joss Whedon back then. Like, like, like Firefly sake, was he huge, dude. Story, he, like he's part of our childhood, technically. He co-wrote Toy Story. Like, yeah, that's, he did. that's one of his first big gigs he in did. the like, industry. Like, 
back then like 20 2010 2011 like like fucking you hear the rumors joshwin joshwin is being looked into direct the next avengers film that's fucking perfect that's mm-hmm. fucking talk about an ensemble cast likable characters fucking and a story that like you know supports all of it like you couldn't get but you could not get a get a better fucking person than joshwin yeah he has his own unique <laughs> style of writing his own like like there's no other writing that's you know there's there's no other uh, writing like Joss Whedon's. As much, you know, as, as much good as we or could, bad. yeah, as much as we could say that Iron Man, that Iron Man was like the big, was the big, you know, like the big, I guess, revelation when it comes to the MCU. I think the of the first Avengers was really set in stone what the MCU will be will be about for the rest of what we had or what we yeah. got. You get me? That success. And, that success is like. It's monumental. It's, credited, it's it's a lot of it is credited to Josh Whedon's writing. Yeah, like like yeah. like like it, you know like ignoring Josh Whedon's contributions to like the first Avengers and just like the film industry in general would be would would be dishonest and and would be completely dishonest and wildly regressive. Now, yeah. with all that being now with all that being said, fuck Josh Whedon. If that's if the, <laughs> it, okay, if the if, ele- if everything around true. Josh Whedon. If this shit's actually true, and then you know Josh Whedon really was just a shitty person, and to be honest, like this isn't the first time I've heard Josh Whedon being toxic, you know, outside well, I mean, his ex-wife and all that, yeah, his ex-wife, and like you know, and like I've heard different stories like on people on set, like where Josh Whedon kind of has like a temper type of deal, which hey, every filmmaker does. I get it. I have a temper, you know, it's like that. <laughs> but um, but uh, yeah, dude, uh, expect to hear more about this in the future. Like, because this is definitely not the end of it. This really has started, like, this really started with, like, Age of Ultron, I want to say. Because, like, I don't know if you ever hear the director's commentary on it. Yeah. But, man, yeah, yeah, I've, never heard a, I've never heard a man more tired and pissed off. Discouraged. About talking and, about his movie. And then the, him and that. And then the press leading up to it, like literally just throwing Kevin Feige oh, in, and the and Mar and like Marvel under the bus. Which hey, I get it. Fuck Disney, you know. And like you know, I don't know about Kevin Feige. You know, he, Kevin Feige is probably a fucking asshole to work with. But you know, in the end of the day, like it, it really he keeps isn't, the ship afloat. At the does, end of the day, he keeps the shit. Up, he he keeps the shit up. The ship afloat, and like yeah, you, you could really t- you could really like see his turn. Uh, against like you know, I guess conventional Hollywood, you know, with Age of Ultron. Look, start look, look up those interviews. Look up like the commentary track. It's very interesting. It's, <laughs> it's super. It's interesting. really, it's really something, man. <laughs> it really is something, you know. It's, like, and I think I don't know if the the shit with his ex wife is starting around was started around that time, but you know, I think it might have been after. I maybe, yeah, but I wouldn't have been surprised if that was a factor that was going in. Because obviously, like, shit in your personal life sometimes, they kind of factor into your professional life. It shouldn't, ideally, but, like, it just naturally happens when you're yeah, working humans. in anything. And, like, you know, that takes a toll on you. Especially when you're working on a fucking blockbuster film yeah. with a massive, the se- yeah, the a massive sequel, franchise. The sequel to one of the highest grossing films of all time, you know. At the which, time, the highest you, grossing yeah, film of all time. Which you, yeah. which you specifically wrote and directed, too, so... yeah. So, yeah. And Zach Penn. We can't ignore Zach Penn. Zach Penn, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. He's um, cool too. But yeah, uh next thing on the docket. Josh Bean for one. Star Wars. Fuck no. no. Oh my god, remember we were like, oh god. I remember, remember championing that shit. Yeah, remember when we wanted that shit? <laughs> it's like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Zach Schneider for a fucking seven samurai Jedi film. Yeah. I mean visually, yeah, it'd be awesome. But yeah. like, you know, nobody would write it well. <laughs> well he can't. Somebody well, can. That's what I meant. That's what yeah. I meant. That's yeah. what I meant. Yeah. Um, this is a, this is the next story on the docket. Uh, big Smash Brothers tournament, the big house was canceled. This is so fucked, us. dude. 
Oh, I know. Yeah. That's speaking of fucked up shit. Yeah. Uh, Nintendo sent its season and desist order to the organizer, the attorney organizer, uh, organizers over at the big house, which is one of the biggest fan made uh, smash tournaments in the world every year. Uh, and basically citing uh, their net code as the reason why they were, um, uh, they, they, um, they wanted this shit to stop for, for this tournament. Yeah. Uh, for those of you who don't know, the people in the smash melee community put out, um, were they've been having a bit of a field day recently because, uh, a guy was able to do, a uh, make a mod in the dolphin emulator that they use for melee, uh, for melee tournaments. Or, you know, just Melee in general, if you want to play in the modern day. Where they implemented Roback Netcode. The strong, arguably the strongest form of online play currently today. And that has just been leading to the Smash uh, Melee community just, you know, continuing to thrive and play under, you know, these conditions of, uh, you know, a pandemic. Where people can't actually, you know, sit down and, and have an actual tournament together in a physical form. That was what the big house was going to do. You know, they were going to use the Dolphin emulator through, uh, I think it's Slippy.gg. Slippy, Slippy, yeah. Yeah, Slippy.gg. That, that was the emulation that they had there. That was the mod that they had. They were going to use that to, you know, have a basically a fully online uh, Smash Melee tournament. And Nintendo came out, set that cease and desist, which the thing, it's... Okay, I have the statement uh, here. Yeah, yeah, read off the statement. Now, I'll just give off more of my thoughts, my thoughts about this. Whole so... Thing. Okay, I'll read, this are fucking I'll read the statement. For, hates this yeah, shit. yeah, it's fucked. Oh yeah, super fucked. Like, bro, I'd be fucking furious. Holy yeah. shit! Like, all right, uh, the, all right. For, first statements from the big house, and the second statements from Nintendo. So the first statement, which they tweeted out on November nineteenth, uh, they tweeted out. The Big House is heartbroken to share we received a cease and desist from, from Nintendo of America Incorporated to cancel our upcoming online event. We were informed we do not have permission to host or broadcast this event, primarily due to the usage of Slippy. Sadly, all of our co competitions are affected. We are forced to comply with the order and cancel the Big House online for both Melee and Ultimate. Refund, refund information will be sent shortly. We apologize for those impacted. For, for all of those impacted. So after that, Nintendo, uh, Nintendo responded with the, with the statement. Nintendo appreciates the love and dedication the fighting game community. I fuck you. <laughs> Nintendo appreciates the love and dedication the they fighting don't. game community. Uh, again, they don't. Later. They don't. Has for yeah. has for the S Super Smash Brothers series. We have partnered with numerous Smash Brothers tournaments in the past and have and have hosted our own online uh, our own online and offline tournaments for the game. And we plan to c continue that support in the future. Unfortunately, the upcoming Big House tournament announced plans to host an online tournament for Super Smash Brothers Melee that requires the use of an illegal copied versions of the game. In conjunction with a mod called Slippy during their online event. Nintendo therefore contacted the tournament the tournament organizers to ask them to stop. They refused, leaving Nintendo no choice but to step in to protect its intellectual property and brands. Nintendo cannot condone or allow piracy of its intellectual property. Go fuck yourself. So, okay, <laughs> here's a couple of things with this. Number one, is Nintendo legally um uh Able. Is it legally? Is it legal for Nintendo to go out and send a cease and desist order to any sort of tournament with using their games without their you know official permission? Yes, that's just that is just a common practice with not just Nintendo but literally any other yeah. like every single like video game company. This, if they this, don't want if they don't want you to do a co uh, competition uh, or a tournament with their game, they won't let you do it. These are pretty and standard like, like uh, yeah. business practices. Like this is the kind of shit that Disney does all the time. Yeah. But the thing is, with this, 
especially when it comes to a fighting game. Because Smash, you know, for what it's worth, it is a fighting game. It's the biggest fighting game in the world. <laughs> at, at the time, at, at the moment, yeah, with Ultimate. Yeah. Video game companies, like, for the most part, they don't really give a fuck. Like, they, they let, they, they actually enjoy the fact that, like, people go out, use their game, and put out this big promotion, it's essentially. Free, it's free PR. Yeah, free PR for, for their games, for their content, for their IP. Second thing. With... Does Nintendo really care about the Smash community or the fighting game community? Not really. There uh, was these, a, there was yeah, do like, these rich is, men care about me? Me. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> me, the one man. Not. No, they do not. <laughs> they they um this has been a thing in the past where they've like tried taking down multiple instances of melee tournaments or Smash tournaments in general. Evo being a big example where they were able to I think in like 2017 or 28 or like 2016 um, a group of uh, fans were able to do this charity thing where they, they brought up a bunch of money. Um, they were able to raise a bunch of money in support of breast cancer for the ultimate goal of getting Smash Melee onto Evo. And they succeeded. And then Nintendo sent out a cease and desist order for them to not use e uh, Melee, not to not play Melee at Evo, which they ultimately, you know, uh, reversed, um, reversed their decision. Given how fucked up that whole that whole thing was in context, money money used for good? No, no, yeah. no, 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 never. <laughs> and, and when it comes to their own like tournaments, yeah, they do their own thing, but it's not the same because they always put in like items on and stuff like that. It's more casual than than no, uh, no. it's never than, it's never going to be like, the same. Than, no, yeah, than what the community actually sees it as. Like you know, they try to make it as an actual fighting game. Three stocks, no items, no no like um. No, like, uh, what is it? No handicaps or anything like, or anything yeah, like the, that. It's just like it, they try to make it legit, and no, yeah, Nintendo one, doesn't like that. Like one feels they, they just extremely like one feels extremely fucking corporate. Like one, well, it is obviously super fucking corporate. Yeah. One feels extremely corporate. You feel like you're like kind of like just blocked off and like you're just kind of fenced in with these like with with these ridiculous uh, parameters of what like Nintendo wants. When like the local, like you're never gonna find. You're never gonna find a more concentration of genuine, passionate fans than the than your local uh, than your local like tournaments. Go to yeah. a, go to your local comic book store, like games. Well, I don't know about GameStop, but like local, like you know, video store, whatever, like uh, card shop. Usually, you're gonna usually they're gonna have weekends where they're playing Smash Brothers Melee. And everybody's just having a good time. That does yeah. nothing. That does nothing but bring good to the brand of Nintendo. It shows that they're inclusive. That they want their community to be a part of everything like and actions like this kind of just shows me that like you know in the end of the day they really they, you know in the end of the day they don't care about the game they care about their intellectual property and they and they don't care about the community they well care they about... don't care about the community as a whole really and it's fucking melee yeah. which bothers me it's a game that they haven't there's no way to play melee except your gamecube you know it's a game and the thing is it's a game that's like, universally you... like one of the biggest one of the biggest fucking fighting games in the entire fucking genre not just in the yeah. genre just video games in general everybody but they're not even making melee. any money out of it anymore it's a game they're that's not. from the gamecube <laughs> like there's no like I, honestly, if you're telling me like if you give me some shit like oh okay they're gonna make maybe they do this stuff because they're probably doing an hd re-release for melee really an hd oh, re-release for melee in a year where that's ultimate like, exists like that makes no I, sense. I think this is, you know, yeah, I th I think this is just another form of like them trying to just fizzle out melee and the best of their abilities so to you know to keep up with ultimate because I'm pretty sure that's been like an issue with Nintendo for a long time where they kind of don't want melee to still be as big as it is and they kind of want everybody to just buy the new product. 
Well, no, I wouldn't not be even surprised that. If it, I, I think it's I just, wouldn't be surprised if that was a factor in there. It feels it feels more so like they just don't want a Smash community, really, or they don't really Oof. want to support a Smash fighting game community because they've there was an yeah. anonymous um, letter that was sent out like last week. It was a Lay and Omni video that uh that that just you know he read the whole thing and he gave his thoughts on it where he said some of this stuff was actually true and he supported it. Where there have been multiple instances with like Red Bull, fucking other big esports competitions, where they've been wanting to make Melee and Smash as a whole into a legitimate fighting game community that could be st- seen for the mainstream. You know, the same way that people see it with like League and Street Fighter, and Nintendo on multiple occasions have often just not wanted to play ball with them, and like even in some cases have like tried to put out this ridiculous shit like a license. For them to use their game at tournaments, which is already fucking insane. And when we're talking about like the emulation stuff, this is I have to look up the like legal um, context for it. But Maximilian dude have put his thoughts on this, and he said that you can legally emulate a game if it is your own copy, which is what a lot of people in the community do, or most of the community uh, people in the community do, and. Yeah, it's completely legal, 100%. Yeah, like, like, there's no reason to, like, there's no reason to crack down on shit like that if that's something that they are, you know, that that they're doing with their own copy of the game. It's just, it's so fucked, it doesn't make any sense, it's literally them just biting the, off their own tail in this in this instance, you know, and just trying not to support the community for whatever reasons, you know, it, it's, it, it sucks because that's literally, it's like, I think it's the biggest, like, um, Smash tournament that's been going on and it, it started over it, i think it started like almost a decade ago and you know i would hope for them to reverse their decision on this sort of shit in the future and it's just it 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 pisses me off because you know this is a bunch of people who love this game a bunch of people who love to play it with other people and they want to take it you know they want it to be you know taken seriously and it's unfortunate that nintendo like uh, like a company like nintendo doesn't really you know can't really like open their fucking eye and figure uh, open their eyes and figure that out you know i mean profit over it's unfortunate in in the end of the day it's always it's always going to be profit over people so yeah that's what sucks it it just it doesn't it literally nobody else does this like capcom doesn't do do this for like any of their street fighter tournaments or any of their fighting game tournaments like nintendo is namco bandai like none of that none of them do nintendo is literally one of the few companies that they make their own console they make their own games and they have their own their own ecosystem you know they're like apple I, i always say this apple that nintendo is literally the apple of video games yeah, you know, no, they, it's, that's true. It's you know it, they just have their own specific niche market that you know they don't like they they don't they're pretty they're not really loose with it. You get me? And uh, in the end of the day, I think uh, I think these actions are gonna do nothing but just turn the community more against uh, more against Nintendo, and that's obviously not what we want. You know, we've all grown up with Nintendo, we've all loved the memories and everything that Nintendo has given us. But like you know, in the, the day, if you're spitting if you're spitting on the face of your fans, like you know, what are you? What are you doing? And it's not even yeah. it's not even a it's not even a thing where it's like, oh, you know, uh you made like a uh it's not like a okay, here's the thing. It's not like a last Jedi thing where it's like last Jedi is like, oh you spin the face of your fans. Like, no, that's that's that that's not it. You know, that that's just like a differing uh vision on how on how this thing should be. You know, it's not it, it's not them yeah. telling you, hey, fuck off, you know, never never play this game, only play uh, ultimate, you know, it's it's fucking ridiculous well like, i mean that's what it kind of feels like yeah at the same time too because yeah. it's like okay we don't want to support this game that literally nobody else can play right now you know on the, in, the, in the modern day 
Unless you want to like chill out five hundred bucks. They want people. They game want people cube. to play ultimate, bro. They want people to play ultimate. Yeah, and and people play ultimate. That's the thing. Like it's it would be fucking crazy, you know, to assume that people who play melee do not, you know, support that franchise enough to like also play and buy brawl when it came out of course not. and yeah, uh, no. and and smash for wii u and 3ds and ultimate essentially like it'd be crazy to think that these pe- people are not also like big smash fans like as they a did, whole like they, they weren't the ones like like as if they didn't fucking buy that game the second it was available to to, to play you know like yeah it's... as if they weren't the people who were supporting the franchise essentially exactly I mean, like yeah, that's yeah. just the way it is. In the end of the day, like this doesn't really help Nintendo in any regard. It just, it just kind of again, uh, bad PR. You know, like this is gonna something that's gonna this is this is uh these kind of actions are gonna have re- reciprocation. Well, they're gonna they're gonna have reciprocations through uh, the rest of the uh, not reciprocation. Sorry, they're gonna have uh what's the term uh, uh it's they- gonna have a lasting effect. Yeah, it's gonna have a lasting on, like the, on that community. Yeah, it's gonna have a lasting effect on on the community, the outlook on Nintendo, and just you know, it, you know, I think eventually it'll start leading to to uh, hurting their wallets, which is obviously something Nintendo doesn't want. So yeah, yeah. Well, uh, speaking of communities, and you know, this <laughs> we'll end this on a nice little note. This is a For, quick one. Uh, speaking of a fucking madman. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, dude, some guy went out and brought back Toontown. What's Toontown, Raul? <laughs> Toontown is my childhood. Toontown <laughs> was a uh, was a Disney MMORPG where you would fight. I don't. I don't get loud cartoons. when I don't get loud when my I don't get loud when I'm drunk. Two beers later, Toontown. <laughs> yeah, it was. It, it, it literally every kid I knew at the time, myself included, would play shit like Toontown and Club Penguin and like Cartoon Network Fusion Fall and. You know, the game's been gone for, like, a long-ass time now, but some crazy motherfucker was able to bring back the first public version of Toontown. Yeah. Uh, The beta version. (laughs) (laughs) It's called Toontown Archive. He's got a website there for you to join. There's a Discord community. He's already... The the people are already working on issues that are... um, That are being... They're already investigating some issues with with the server. But Toontown is back, ladies baby. and gentlemen. <laughs> it's back, baby. It's time. It's finally time. We're free. We're it's, free. It's we're free from this lack of Toontown in our lives. Listen, all I'm saying, man. Toontown all I'm back. saying, man. Look, all I'm saying that this this pandemic never. This pandemic didn't happen while Toontown was a thing. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, I know. I you know. look honestly. Maybe we had to suffer this much just for Toontown to come. Just back. for Toontown, you know. Yeah. Just for Toontown. Yeah, they, I mean, okay, like ugh, my history with Toontown. Uh, <laughs> I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna say I loved it. it it's one of those. It, it was like one of those meme games that I would play, like you know, on the side, like from time to time, like whatever. It's, I, I, yeah. I, I grew up on WoW, you know, on, on real men shit. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, what are you talking about, dude? People with huge dicks would play Toontown. What are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> Come on, uh, please. Nah, dude, this is actually pretty fucking cool. No, yeah. this is really fucking cool. Like, there's definitely like, there's a hundred percent a a a ripe thick community for 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 a Toontown resurgence. So fucking. I I know we both know one person in um in our fr- in our group of friends that is probably gonna you know be addicted to this once the show <laughs> No, Brendan. <laughs> oh, Brendan. <laughs> he's, gonna, he's gonna like we already know like the um. This is gonna probably be his next big addi- uh, addiction. 
with Here's an the thing MMO. With, right. Because <laughs> let me describe Brendan like, to you guys. Like the guy fucking loves Toontown, dude. Let me it's let me describe Brendan to you guys. Let me describe Brendan to you guys. Brendan's a very specific kind of person. Brendan <laughs> is the kind of person that like when he like gets on a game, he grinds. And yeah, man. like when I tell you that the grind is like like there's people that say you know the grind is real. The grind is fucking real with Brendan. Like we're talking about a guy who plays both League, WoW, and um. Well, any sort of MMORPG. That's kind of his... I think it's, like, his big preference. I mean, like, uh, Brendan's... Uh, Brendan's just, yeah, MMORPGs. He's into... Uh, he's into overhead uh, strategy games kind of thing. You know, like, StarCraft. He's into uh, Crusader... Uh, Crusader, Crusader Kings, yeah. Crusader Kings, you know, that shit. Uh, yeah. If, yeah. Like, those, like... I I want Brendan to make a Twitch. Like, just so, just so he could just <laughs> make, like, all that extra money on the side. Because, literally, the grind is so fucking real with that dude... It's insane, and when Toontown comes, and when Toontown comes back, oh, oh, you bet he's gonna be in there in those raids, baby. <laughs> Honestly, I kind of want it to be like this sort of thing, like not even just for the meme. I want to see like a big Toontown community on like Twitch. Resur- like a real resurgence. Like imagine critical streaming Toontown. You oh, know how dude. fucking wild that would be. That would a- honestly, that would actually like bring up the membership of uh, that would bring up like the user base by a lot. If, if yeah. critical does it. Well, the thing is, this is a this is a fan made thing. So who knows if it's gonna like if it could take that weight right now? Yeah, that's but true. Serve, yeah, that'd be, yeah, they, I'm pretty. They probably I'm pretty have, happy with this. They probably have their servers like on toasters right now. Like it's <laughs> it's not. Yeah, it's it's hard to to keep to keep up with the game, especially yeah. you know in MMORPG. But hey, Toontown. But guess, hey, you know? I'm happy about it. It's yeah, great. It's, it's there great to know it's, that it's there for people who want it. Literally, damn right, it's there for all of us. For all Toontown of us. is back. Long live Toontown. Long live how's Toontown. uh how's your week? Uh, yeah, yeah. uh actually <laughs> fucking I'm so tired. Actually when um Same. Um you saw um la- uh yesterday well, we're recording you this. You were filming. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh we're recording this I we mentioned this earlier. We're recording this on November 28th, so uh Saturday. Uh yeah. yesterday uh, I was helping my friend film uh helping my friend uh, with his short film, his thesis film. Uh I was an assistant camera. Um and we it, it's a pretty cool project. Uh, I'm not gonna give too much information because I'm I don't think he wants to I don't think he wants to really reveal that much about it yet. But mm-hmm. uh, basically, uh, uh, the the short film's called the editor, and um and we've just been working on that. Uh uh yes, we've been working on that yesterday. I was filming basically like almost well not almost all day. I was filming like I was filming from like ten to like five p.m. You know. Um, yeah. And uh, I'm gonna be like literally right after we finish recording here. I have to, I have to make my way to Brickle to to just literally drive around Miami and just get whatever footage we can get. Uh, oh, wow. That's been really fun. Uh, I'm there's I love shooting. I, like like being on set, production. You know, like getting getting the shot you want. You know, it's 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 such a it's such a specific satisfying feeling. You know, it's it, it's it's great. I love it. Um, that's good. Yeah, I've been working on that. Yeah, uh, also been working on like uh, the school projects that uh, that we have. Uh, there's also a music video that I'm currently in the middle of. I, we finished shooting. I'm currently uh, in the middle of editing, and you know, starting that uh, starting that mess um, should be should be done soon. So when uh, when that's made and posted, I'll I'll mention it here on the show so to get some get some, get that nice traction, you know um Not bad. yeah that's been fun uh next semester is gonna be fucking it's gonna be fucking hell dude next semester is gonna be literally me being my face being put to the grindstone like 
it's 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 when I start like my thesis film, you know, everything I want to do. Yeah. I have, a lot, I have like I have a lot of plans, a lot of hopes. Uh, hopefully everything turns out great. You know, that's all I can hope for. And hopefully I I get my my shit gets picked so I can get that nice that nice good uh, school grant, that nice good uh, that nice good budget, <laughs> the money, <laughs> that money, them <laughs> <laughs> shekels. Um, yeah. Yeah, dude. Uh, yeah, it's been fun. But um, besides that, you know, I haven't really watched much. Um, we saw Mando, which we'll get to. We'll, we'll get into uh, later. Um, yeah. Saw Mando. Uh, start, keep kept watching uh, Justified. Loving it. Timothy Oliphant. Fucking. Oh, fuck. Timothy, How many episodes are you on? I'm like five episodes in. Timothy okay. Oliphant and Walton Goggins. Fuck. Fuck. I, I, I now I, I, I see why Tarantino loves Justified so much. That's why he fucking yeah. casted both of them, you know, like in, in in some pictures because fuck, it's so great. It's specifically li- Walton Goggins though; he is just fantastic, man. He like, knows how to steal a scene like it's, effortlessly. It's the thing, okay? Like from from the outside looking in, like it's always from the outside looking in. I saw that. <laughs> yeah, I know. My, uh, my dad, my dad walked in. <laughs> like yeah, because like, Raul has like a Raul has like a window behind him. I just see Raul's dad just pass by. He's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, fucking um. Just it's the perfect it's the perfect modern western literally in every in every respect it's just like the like the style that you would expect like that kind of grit that 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 roughness from a western the the uh, the characters is everything is everything you would want from this kind of show I'm really loving it uh, I want to finish the I want to finish the first season soon uh, I'll probably fi- I'll probably finish the first season and probably get a few more seasons ahead once the semester finishes. Cause I am fucking loving it. It's so good. It's so That's so nice. good. So good. Um, also, I ha- also my fucking stack of books is still here that I need to fucking get at. I, I dude, I, I I thankfully I've been trying to crack down on some of my stuff. I finished all of X Men Grand Design, like all three volumes. How was that? And that was a nice little. Oh, thing. Wait, what you it's about that? pretty yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I talked about it a while ago. I talked yeah, about yeah. the first volume, but I finally finished uh, volumes two and three. That was pretty happy with that. I'm starting up a uh, Ronin by Frank Miller now. I, I mean, I, I'm done with with my week. Literally, it's just sake. I just uh, need to finish my books. Yeah, yeah. So Ronan, you know, fragments Ronan. What else? Oh yeah, no. I mean, I haven't really started it. I started reading a little bit of it, but like not enough to talk about in the show. But uh, I haven't done that much of my week either. I've just been trying to relax and you know enjoy my vacation mm-hmm. now and trying to figure out how to lose weight. When do you? Uh, yeah. When do you guys go back? January twenty fifth. Oh my god! I have like dude. two and a half months. Oh, I have a lot dude. of time on my hands. It's insane, <laughs> dude. It's insane. What the fuck? <laughs> right? I know. I know. It's it's wild. Do you, do you just like wake up and just like, huh? <laughs> nice day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, because it's basically like I have so much time on my hand. I have to do like I, I I. It's not like I'm not busy or anything like that either. But I I do want to you know keep myself on this like um, consistent. I want to keep myself on a consistent schedule, mm-hmm. whatever I want to do now. With uh, now that I have like two and a half months off, so I got to figure out. Some Dude, that's fucking ridiculous. That, that, I know. I'm happy for you. <laughs> like that's awesome. I, I I know. I just hope like you know less people get sick oh, at yeah. school and shit like that. Because especially like as we were nearing towards the end of the semester, cases started spiking up immediately, and it was like oh yeah, I just think, wait like, for two the Monday. Three days before yeah, two wait or three for days Monday. Before, yeah. Oh no, it's gonna be bad. Yeah. Like two or three days before the um, we went on break, I had to go record for a concert, 
So like, and we were already losing. We already lost like I think like five people or something like that because they had to either quarantine or they had COVID. It was just like, mm-hmm. oh man, it was, that was a that's a whole other thing. But yeah, like yeah, I got suddenly with all this time in my hands now, all this free time in my hands now, I got to figure out you know more things to do. Mm-hmm. So uh, I watched, <laughs> I guess, uh, I um, you could call it, uh, what's the term for it? You you, you could call it um. That's consistent. I'm trying to see. Yeah. Oh no. It it, it it's not a waste of my time. I guess a, a word to describe that. I can't even remember. Um. Oh yeah. I, you could call. You could say this is effective. Uh, an effective use of my time. But I saw the Animaniacs reboot. Finished mm. it over mm. the course of like two three days on Hulu. Yeah, you've been uh, uh you've been behind the Animaniacs for forever. Yeah, I've Hello. been. Oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, I I, 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 I dropped my USB. I just see on the camera. I just see Raul just go down. Silence. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I dropped the USB. Yeah. I had to pick it up from my fridge. Um, yeah, I, I live I live in a kitchen closet hybrid for people who don't know. It's fun. Yeah, uh, yeah I finished the Animaniacs reboot a few days ago, or like no, around a week, around a week ago, on um on Hulu. I wasn't a big Animaniacs fan growing up. I don't know about you, but like I used to love Pinky and the Brain though, and I used to watch that when that was like its own spin-off mm-hmm. series by itself. And I would watch some Animaniacs shorts here and there, and it was pretty fun, uh, from what I remember. But it was never a show that like I like legitimately loved and adored as a child growing up. But I heard that this show was coming back. Original cast, the 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 songwriters behind this were um. Where the people behind that movie, I haven't seen it yet, but I've heard so many good things about it called Anna and the Apocalypse, that Christmas yes. zombie musical yes, yes, movie. Yes, yes. Yeah, the the songwriters behind that project are um they they wrote the songs for this reboot. And it's like most of the most of the creative talent is back on this. Um, so like Rob Paulson is back as Yakko. I'm trying to remember who else plays uh the other two siblings. Uh Wacko, who sounds like <laughs> It's it's Wacko, Yakko, and Dot. The the Warner, the two Warner brothers and the Warner sister. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, Yakko, what was it? Wacko is like the fucking. He he's always the one that's kind of the weirdest one of the bunch because they both like Wa- uh, Yakko and Dot speak normally, and then for some reason Wacko right? has like they're all, they're all siblings. Yeah, yeah, they live in the Warner Brothers tower. They get locked up and they always escape and they have their own like fun little hijinks and fuck around with people, you know, Looney Tunes style. Uh, Wacko has always been the funniest one for me because he's the one that just has a random uh, a Liverpool accent. Like, he just sounds like Paul McCartney. Okay. <laughs> While the rest of them just sound normal. It, it, it's always so funny to me. Um, so, and, and it's being showrun by uh, Wellesley Wilde, who's like, he, he's been on Family Guy for a number of years. So, I wasn't expecting this to go like Family Guy to like any sort of Family Guy, you know. <laughs> tropes or anything like that but i will say it is a pretty funny and fascinatingly subtle uh reboot can or a I... continuation really of a of a really fun um old kids tv show from the 90s what can i interject real quick yeah yeah can, i'm sure you're about to get i'm sure you're gonna get into it but can you want can you uh explain the the the, the hotline thing the hotline thing the sex hotline what are you talking about sex hotline wait no oh what, what? oh what shit okay about? all right i guess this the is news to you about? then okay okay so, so um in all right this, this is an actual this is a headline animaniacs episode taken down after accidentally featuring sex hotline 
from the reboot? The f- Here, I, I I don't. Let me see. I don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see that the ep- that the phone number in the in the pinky in the brain segment of episode six of the Animaniacs reboot has been changed to th- changed thanks to an incident where the previous phone number was an actual number for a phone sex line. Not kidding. That's amazing. <laughs> Holy shit! I, honestly, honestly, I thought you were gonna. I thought w- when you started saying like the Family Guy thing, I thought you were gonna segue into that. <laughs> no, <laughs> I didn't even know this. Yes, okay. here, I'll no, because it's a very, it's a very kid friendly. Like it's still, it's very. The best thing I could say about this reboot is that it's still, it's just more Animaniacs. It's not Animaniacs in 2020, even though they do address that, and it's like they have a fun, cheeky meta approach with you know it being a reboot of a 90s television show. Hell, the first episode, they do a song about, like, reboots and how creatively bankrupt Hollywood is I sent that the article. they can't really make their own uh, original content. So they just rely on rehashing old ideas with a joke, which, by the way, I, I just, when we're done with this, I want you to look up Animaniacs reboot, um, Animaniacs 2020 reboot song. It's from the first episode. You, you And it there is a... The, the things that the digs that they have in this show, so, are, some of them, you know, they're kind of like low hanging fruit. Like it's it's a it's a modern reboot. So obviously you're going to make fun of like Trump. Uh, shit like, yeah, you're going to make fun of like uh, you're going to make fun of t- Trump, Chucka Carlson. Yeah, even like they, they even do like really weird, funny caricatures of like Rachel Maddow and like other people around there. And like that's 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 all given. But like there are some really funny and fantastic, subtle jokes and visual gags that they put in this that like it floored me specifically in that reboot song there is one where like i you'll you'll know it when you see it and you'll laugh your ass off because you would be surprised that they even like decided like they had the balls to even like leave that there out in the open um and you know to to to, uh, to leave as a joke and it, mm. and it works pretty well yeah, for the most part it's a fun little continuation of a show that I didn't really have that much of an affiliation with, affi- um, or yeah, or and yeah, affiliation with, or no, I've, yes, yes, yeah, 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 that's yeah, yeah. it, attachment with. But um, I I enjoyed it. It's it's wacky. It's it's funny. Um, it's it's kid. It has kid humor, but it also has like subtle funny like you know uh, blink and you'll miss it yeah <laughs> literally blink and you'll miss it um adult humor the sex hotline thing isn't even a that's not even a joke that they make in in that i guess it was just i'm sure it's probably just a number that they didn't know was an actual sex hotline. Oh, hey, maybe, hey no no or maybe, no, or maybe no, or an no, animator no. just wrote it down and they just like oh sorry, there is no fucking way there is no fucking way they got a random phone number it's like oh you know it happens to be a fucking sex hotline that shit was on purpose what the fuck that are you talking about that would be the funniest sense of coincidence <laughs> That would be the funniest sense of coincidence. That's how I'm seeing it right now. Oh fuck! Because like, because it, it like it, it's hilarious. It, it's episode then, six, uh, the, the one that, that that got taken down. Episode that's six. Interesting. And yeah, it's funny you mentioned picking the brain. So like, if was, there's yeah, one yeah, thing yeah. I'm kind of yeah, if there's one thing I'm kind of upset by with this reboot is, and apparently they're gonna fix it with season two because they're gonna add more uh, segments and characters. But for this reboot, it's just. And it makes sense because they're the two biggest, the most popular ones uh, from the show. It's just Animaniac segments with the three uh, siblings and uh, and Pinky and the Brain. Like a segment just lodged into the middle of each episode. Yeah. And it makes sense because it's, it's Pinky and the Brain. Everybody loved Pinky and the Brain. That's the most successful like segment out of them. But like you don't have anything with like, well, you get a little bit of, you get, you get some little um, 
things with like other segments and other characters from the show, like the Good Pigeons. Do you ever you remember the Good Pigeons? Yeah. The, the just literally just good fellows, but with like three fucking pigeons, yeah. and they would just do yeah. instead of cursing, they would just do the razzle frazzle wackaland. Like they would just do like <laughs> stupid little sounds to mimic that they're cursing and shitting, like shouting at each other. Razzle uh, <laughs> <laughs> The the funny thing of like the funny thing about some of those things, even though I wish they would do more with like different segments and stuff like that, was that uh. Like, they know for a fact, the siblings know for a fact that they are just legitimate cartoon characters being revived for money <laughs> in, 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 um, in, in, in a cartoon show. So one of the episodes, some of the plots that they have for some of these episodes are pretty funny and cheeky in that, like, I'm, I'm kind of tired of meta humor at this point, but like, this is some good meta humor, where one of the episodes is, hey, it's kind of tiring just having all these episodes just be about us. What happened to all these other interesting side characters that we we would focus on? And and it's literally they literally have an, an entire episode devoted to them trying to find out what happened to the rest of the other characters that were left behind uh 20 years ago. And it's tied in with this whole like um it's tied in with this whole um most dangerous game like parody where <laughs> yeah no where like a hunter a hunter basically killed a bunch of uh um the a bunch of the side characters yeah. yeah a bunch of the animaniacs cast except for uh the animaniacs themselves so they have to they're, they're just fucking around with this hunter that wants to put their heads on the stake uh as as like gifts to his collection you know it's uh and it's, and it's really funny how they they take that like meta approach to it yeah like it's you know, well well not making it be like super like dark and it's still pretty silly animaniacs is one of like the last well like one of the first few like shows or like uh, movies that i really noticed that they were going for something like meta like them being part of the warner brothers tower was always something really interesting to me that i didn't realize what they were doing back then but i always noticed that i was like is is that that's weird. Like you know, they do, do, are, are these fucking things really in the in the Warner Brothers water tower? Like one of the one of the gags that you see in that reboot this is from the first episode, is uh them Frankenstein's monstering a amalgam of disfigured and scrambled DC characters. Nice. And you get this like ugly Frankenstein's monster of like Batman's head and Wonder Woman's arm and Aquaman's leg, and then they just chuck it into the trash. <laughs> it's shit I, like that that makes me that just makes me chuckle you know i remember they, back then, because they're able to do that with this show i remember back then whenever there was really like little crossovers like that or like not just an animaniacs but like any other show like uh when, when, whenever uh you just include like random fucking characters like the scooby-doo and batman and robin something like that mm-hmm. they would always excite the fuck out of me i don't know if you remember um you used to watch crypto right Crypto, yeah, Super Dog. Super Dog. Yeah, my favorite. Amazing I show. show. I love it. <laughs> Do you remember the first episode where Superman appeared? Yeah. The yeah. first episode. Freaked me out. Yeah, freaked me the fuck out because I did not expect that shit at all. I always understood it as, oh, it's just gonna be crypto. It's just gonna be Super Dog. That's it. But first episode immediately, Superman. It's like Superman, and it's actually really touching. It's like it's like passing the torch. It's like, hey, this yeah. is this is your responsibility now. You're a good boy. Like it's like. Which is kind of insane for Superman to do. Okay, here, doggy, you take care of everybody in the city. <laughs> <laughs> was it was Crypto Metropolis? Did it take place in Metropolis I think it or was somewhere but, else? It was either in Metropolis or like a city or like a suburb like nearby Metropolis or something like that. Yeah. I don't know. But it's I remember funny, also like when the we arts- would get crossovers like that, it would always be like 
from the waist down, you know, because you would never, for some reason, oh, yeah. like, car- cartoon shows would never have adults show up, like, as normal adults. They would just be hidden in the, fo- like, they would just have, like, half of their body covered or, like, just hidden in the background. You could just hear their voice. Like, what they did with Eddie's brother in Ed and Eddie. Yeah. It always freaked me the hell they out. Even, they eventually ruined him, remember? In the movie? Yeah, no, I remember. Yeah, yeah that was still was like jarring a, to me. Piece of shit scam artist. <laughs> Just like yeah, his, who lived uh, in a just carnival. Like yeah, literally. <laughs> yeah, he was a carny. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, it's really That's super funny. interesting. Um, I pulled up the video of uh, Krypton and Superman, whatever. Uh, the art style was actually like a form of like the animated series one with like the like the slits for eyes and like you yeah, know, the, the Bruce rod. the Bruce Tim type, yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah, I figured. I I always found that so weird because it was always so jarring. Like right after Justice League, they maybe I I think like they played Crypto right after, and then t- just to see like both versions of Superman was so fucking odd to me. And I never really I, understood. I, and I never really got like the sense of like I never really understood like back then like what it means like like character rights or anything like you know. Yeah. Oh, if this person is in this, they have to be part of this. You know, like. Like, it's weird. It's just it, those are just executives at the top that don't really. Yeah, it's like cool decisions. Like, yeah, it's just weird decisions that yeah. they would make. It's like, but it's literally like like that feeling I got with like Superman and like Crypto is the same feeling I got with like Ezra Miller and like Grant and, and like uh, Grant, Grant Gustin. Gustin. Yeah, it's flat. It's like that weird. Like this is strange. I kind of like it, but it's it's weird. Like you know. Yeah, it, it, it's funny, and Animaniacs does that a lot with like some actual voices and then some that they're just doing for parody they do like some really like mean jokes they kind of like spare no expense to anybody they're making fun of in that show so like they do like really weird looking caricatures of like seth myers they play him off to be like this really dumb doofus type and then you have like steven spielberg actually showing up as steven spielberg you know just just happy at the fact that he's able to make more money with a franchise that he made that he's attached to so crazy dude uh and and it, it like what Jimmy Quinn Tarantino and Jimmy Neutron? <laughs> oh my god! It wasn't oh, Tarantino. Shit, that was fucking hilarious. It wasn't Tarantino. Yeah, but, but like you know, it's Tarantino. Yeah, you know, like you you know that they're making he fun ha- of him. Yeah, he had like he like the character. He had like he had glasses. He had like a little like like just like a little chibi like, the chin and everything. Chin, it, it, you know, yeah. He just talk really fast. Oh, that, He's skinny too. That was funny. <laughs> uh, that was so funny. They do that. They do that a lot. In anime. I think like Animaniacs was one of those first shows that would do that. Dude, literally in. I'm looking at the, the Jurassic Park the segment. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, it's 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 funny. That's literally how, that's how they open up the reboot. Yeah. Uh, they they, they it's it's really slower turn. Uh, <laughs> what is it? I was gonna say something else. I'm trying to remember who else shows up in this that they make fun of really well. But oh yeah, like Pinky and the Brain, they do some really funny things where like, like humor wise, that you wouldn't expect it to to like make a child laugh but it definitely made me laugh for sure where some segments in picking in the brain they go back to fucking 1950s mccarthyism and they revisit that with brain trying to like uh oust like out everybody in office to try to you know house of cards the whole thing and you know gain power and then you have this whole thing with uh the first segment in picking in the brain is really funny where it's it's kind of outdated and it's kind of timely because you know, it, but like it, it like the humor still kind of lands. Mm-hmm. Where Brain's plot is he spends twenty years perfecting, um, uh, manipulation in the internet in order to create a meme 
that will brainwash everybody under his command. So 2016 election? like <laughs> Basically. Well, actually, there's an episode where Edward Snowden is a legitimate oh character. And they, God, have to help out. They, have to, they have to help out Edward Snowden so that brain can figure out, like, it's, so that brain of course, can Edward Snowden, you have okay. asylum in my house. <laughs> oh, no, it's, dude, dude, it's insane. So they go to Russia. One episode, they go to Russia. Jesus. Meet Edward Snowden. And they have to help Edward Snowden uh, get this potted plant that he really loved back from his office at the NSA. And in return, he will give them, um, he will give Brain uh, access from the NSA to figure out, because he lost his memory about a plan that he said was going to, you know, he was, it was going to help him take over the world, like he always does in every segment. And Snowden promises him that if he gives him back his, pl- uh, his potted plant from his office, from his NSA office that he left behind, he will give him, uh, he will let him know, he will give him the memory files of, like, what exactly he forgot about. <laughs> of, of, the plan, of the plan that he forgot about. Because he, like, drove into a car and he got, like, short-term amnesia or uh, something like that. You know what? Talk about but a then, fucking rabbit hole. Edward Snowden. Yeah. That entire situation. Yeah, no. Oh. <laughs> no, but it's just hilarious that, like, that's even a plot in a kid's yeah, show. Yeah, that, that, and, like, that, kids wouldn't be able process. to understand it, but, like, I, I would, and it was funny as it's fuck. It's the kind of thing, it's the kind of thing where, like, kids won't understand it now, but they'll look back at it in 10 years and be like, damn, that was, like, yeah. cutting edge. Which is kind of like, there, well, like how we look at Spongebob now or something, you know? Yeah, and, and it's it's done, I think it's done in a really, like, um, effective way, and there's some really funny jokes that I think are going to get better as time goes on, like... With that first Pinky and the Brain segment in the in the season premiere of the show, uh, twenty years go by, and one of Br- like Pinky's first lines is, uh, something along the lines of him f- figuring out that he's been he's been over the decades of therapy that he's had, he's realized that the problem isn't Pinky, the problem is his really toxic and fucked up relationship that Brain implements onto Pinky, and then Brain snaps uh slaps Pinky in the face and like shut up Pinky, he's like. <laughs> That's okay. I deserve it. And like, Jesus he's like Christ. <laughs> Jesus Christ. It you know what that reminds me of? Me, dude. You know what that reminds me of? It was hilarious. Yeah. It's like a dentist thing. You want to see my emotional <laughs> scars? Yeah. <laughs> That's what it felt like, dude. Pinky in the brain oh, is still pretty funny. <laughs> Pinky in the brain is still pretty funny. Animaniacs is very meta and funny. There's an episode where they literally find... It's a, it's an everybody loves Raymond scenario where they find a Russian version of themselves nice. being uh, legally broadcast for um for uh, 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 Moscow. It's called uh, Animaniac, and it's all like propaganda in service of like uh, Putin. Jesus and they Christ. deal with shit like yeah, they deal with shit like Russian interference, the the election. Um, they they do this they they do this thing about uh bun violence about bunnies, where there's like. There's an excess amount of bunnies, oh and we got to get rid of all of the buns. Oh, my God. There's too much bun violence happening in the streets. And, like, it's fucking hilarious that they're able to get away with shit like that. <laughs> Holy fuck. That's like, it's that, awesome. that's, like that, that's like so, like, unsubtle. <laughs> like, yeah. No, it, it's hilarious. And, they like, one of the jokes at the end of the episode is them, like, wacko trying to figure out what exactly this all means. I don't really understand this metaphor. What's with all the buns? Why do we have to call Australia to get all these buns out of our country or out of our lot? Like it's fucking hilarious. That's wild. That's so crazy. <laughs> and they're like, it, it, it's it's really it's really um, it's a surprisingly smart reboot 
and not even a reboot just more it's just more of a continuation of old school animaniacs just in the modern day yeah and that's what something i really appreciated with this reboot i really liked it I would say I think you would have a really fun time with this. I mean, I probably like especially, it. Especially, I probably like especially it. with the gags that they do. There are some specific fucking jokes, especially in that reboot song, that you're gonna fucking you're gonna laugh your ass it, off. Is it like it's it like just like the really niche references? Dude, always, that's what that's what always it, gets me. <laughs> it, it it is as niche as it can get for an American '90s cartoon show. Like it is insane. Like it's it's surprising that like. Because they were writing the show in like 2018, I think that's when they that's when they uh they Hulu picked the show up for mm-hmm. two seasons. So these are jokes that are like, this is a this is a this is a thing from 2013. I'm surprised that it's here right now, and yet I'm still laughing my ass off because of how funny, like how effective they the I mean, yeah, they Edward, made it Edward Snowden jokes. Joke. I mean, <laughs> no, trust me, trust me. Like it's it gets more subtle oh, than God. that, and it's really funny. Uh, I, that was good, and then uh, I saw some documentaries. Uh, Amanda Knox, that was pretty good. I saw uh, Social Dilemma. I need to watch uh, Social Dilemma. Me the fuck out. Social Dilemma is pretty good, but it's that sort of thing where let's talk about that soon that sort of, because I'm gonna watch it soon. Yeah, yeah, no, it, it's it, it was it's pretty good. It it's that sort of thing where I just didn't um like I I I understood their argument and I and I agreed with everything they're saying. But they're showing it on Netflix, a platform where they literally use your uh, user data to figure out what they're going to, like, what content they're going to generate for you. Ain't funny. Where in this case, though, ain't they funny. talk about... Ain't funny how they, life works. <laughs> yeah, ain't, ain't it funny? But, like, it, it's... Um, but I understand it because they're talking about specifically... In the documentary, the subject is specifically about, like, social media. So, like, they talk about, like, how Facebook and shit like Facebook and Instagram and, and Twitter and, and TikTok, like, negative, negatively affect a person's psyche you know with their algorithm with their ai um strategies and it's it's really interesting i I thought it was a pretty good watch but it's not what i want to talk about right now i saw the conversation last night yeah you did directed by francis ford coppola yeah 1974 it's been been fucking years it's been fucking years dude yeah it's been fucking okay i I was gonna i was actually gonna ask you yeah if you ever if you ever seen it i have but like it's to the point where like i i barely remember that film I barely remember. Oh, it, it, it's definitely it's definitely a film that that I need to rewatch. It is amazing. <laughs> I mean, yeah, dude. <laughs> I I I could not. I I I knew that they, that this film was. It's Coppola for fuck's sake. Like I I knew that that like, this film was really really good and uh, like you know pretty underseen compared to everything else he's made over the years. Keep in mind that he this came out the same year as Godfather Part Two. This came out in nineteen seventy four. It came out like literally months in between. Uh, uh, months before, like Godfather Two was there was there's a specific in the states. There's a specific run in in what year did the conversation come out? Nineteen seventy four. Same year as Godfather Part Two. Yeah, yeah. Like uh, it's it was like between nineteen seventy two. Well, like the entire run of the seventies was Francis Ford Coppola at the very tip top because in nineteen seventy two he released The Godfather. Nineteen seventy four, Godfather Part Two. Seventy four, the same year, The Conversation. Three years later, fucking Apocalypse Now. Insane, yeah. insane. Wild. One of the craziest, one of the craziest runs, great. one of the craziest runs for any director. And with a film like The Conversation, you can understand why he's such a beloved filmmaker. Even to like, even without the Godfather <laughs> films, yeah, you know, like it's 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 wild. The man so won five Oscars. That, <laughs> yeah, no, it's insane. The, for those of you that don't know what, what the conversation is about, it's uh, it stars Gene Hackman, um, my boy, and the great, the the late great. Um, 
uh, John Cazale Ugh, my as uh, my a boy. pair of yeah, as as a pair of uh, surveillance experts. Uh, specifically, Hackman plays a guy named Harry Cole, who he's a pri- basically he's kind of like a private eye, where he is uh, tapping into people's conversations, specifically this one couple, and he is tasked with this. He he is uh, faced with this moral dilemma of taking the the audio, taking the surveillance files, the tapes, uh, to the people who hired him. And risking the 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 lives of these two people that um, he's recorded, or yeah, no, basically that's just kind of it. Whether or yeah. not he should like give these tapes away to these people who may or may not kill uh, this couple. Yeah, it's a, he, it's a that he was tasked with investi- investigating. It's a crisis of conscience, uh, man versus man. Yeah, and boy, I I miss Gene. Sorry, Hackman man versus so self. Fucking Sorry, much. man versus man self. versus self. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Especially with, oh, dude, especially with Gene Hackman's character. Dude, I love, I miss Gene Hackman. Oh my god, as an actor, Gene dude. Hackman is. It's a shame Gene that Hackman. he's not doing anything anymore. He's like top ten greatest actors in out of like out of American cinema. He's one of the greatest. Yes, Friends Connection, The Royal Tenenbaums, Unforgiven. You know, all that, like fuck, <sighs> so good, dude's a- and the best Lex Luthor. If I may say. <laughs> oh, I mean, like, well, what's the other one? Kevin Spacey. <laughs> well, uh, the other two, yeah. And, and Jesse Eisenberg, yeah. Jesse. Oh, Michael like, Rosenbaum. No, no, I'm sorry. Michael Rosenbaum, he's awesome. Well, yeah, but like in film at least. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was going off on film. Yeah. But yeah, Gene Hackman, like, he, he plays a guy named Harry Call, and his whole thing is that he is Subtle just... name. <laughs> ex, ex, yeah, no, yeah, really funny. It, it, it's really funny, the play on words that they have on that. But, um... He is such. He plays such a fascinating. He gives off such a fascinating, like, quiet role in this. In this, um, with this character Actually. who is like very socially ang- awkward, like very keeps things to himself, but is also oddly, um, like oddly egotistic at times, he- and also like, st- but also like strangely, like strange, like consistently paranoid like that's i think that's the first thing i would probably like add on like um to, uh say to describe this character he is like loneliness and paranoia personified in a way yeah, he's a character a who's man. very he's one of those characters who's like who's like he's a very specific way but he's also very aware of the kind of work and the kind of things he does you know he's like very yeah. he's very aware of the importance of his job and uh, like the ramifications of it, and there's like there's also a bit of like an ego kind of thing where he kind of you know he's he's basically has the power of God, you know, like where he's literally yeah no, and he's like the best in his business yeah. Too. By Everybody far. knows him as like one of the greatest uh, eavesdroppers, I guess you know in 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 their in their field, which like he doesn't he doesn't brag about, but there are moments where like he you know starts to open up and he like talks about how like. You know how 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 good the uh, the technology is because he's able to make it all by himself, but at the same time he's like he's very closed in. He's very ice like he isolates himself from people who really care about him, and and want to take an interest into, you know, his life. Well, at the same time, he's conflicted that everybody is kind of out to get him, and like people are just, like, you know, people are kind of watching his every move, which, the film always like does a really good job of misdirecting which uh i i won't spoil as to why but um misdirecting and also just giving like 
giving you the sense of tension throughout the entire film. Like you never really know what the con- like for, uh, from the beginning you don't you don't really understand what the purpose uh what's the purpose of why he's doing what he's doing until like later on like more than halfway through the film you know you start getting these little detail like these details are like perfectly you know laid out with breadcrumbs throughout the whole movie so you you're invest you're invested and at the same time you are like you know curious because these things feel like they're a little bigger than what you know they normally seem and things are starting to feel a little bit scarier and hackman's performance you know exemplifies that level of tension and and you know fear the th- that he has with just doing this assignment and just the implications that it could have the thing that like francis Corb- cord <laughs> the thing <laughs> the thing that francis ford coppola like does so well is that he is such a master at giving away information he i think I, well from what i remember if i remember correctly like this is one of like coppola's like best like paced films this film oh. like this film yeah. there's so it's so dense so much into in under two hours that that gets revealed to you in the in the best ways possible and the most uh and the most uh proper ways like every every bit of information that you get that the character learns is 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 just perfectly placed for the eventual like grand like for the eventual you know grand like revelation of what he's doing and you know him coming to terms with what he has to do coppola is so is so great at pacing and i think this is one of his best edited films also oh yeah because it's it kind of reminds me a little bit of like some of early scorsese stuff where you know some shots are kind of some shots just kind of come out of nowhere you know but there there's an importance to having a lot of cutaways yeah yeah, because it just you know it it kind of um gives this visual realization of just how you know how crowded and how like you know um frantic uh, Harry's mind is at like uh, at, at certain points throughout the film. Yeah, you know, I've always you liked have Harrison that style. Ford being in there where like he I it's funny like Harrison Ford in a rare performance where he is and seen as an antagonist and a pretty scary one of in fact even though he doesn't really do anything he's just Harrison Ford walking around yeah. But like he scares the shit. Like what the the Frank Coppola does it in such a way where like literally a man walking around is you know it, it it's tense. It's scary because you don't really know why he's there. You don't really know what he like what he's, he's trying do. to gain. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you know. And it's it it's um while Coppola Coppola is showing you these things, he has he does a really he's he's really exceptional in you know uh, creating that uh, sense of um of uh, of playing with somebody with uh, pl- people's imaginations as to what exactly could lead to um, as to what exactly this could mean, you know, as the plot goes um, keeps going. Ah oh, man, I I I I gotta, I, I I'm still pretty fresh on it, but I really really enjoyed what I watched. Oh dude, I, I, I have to go back on that. Love man. Gene Hackman, dude. There was a 4K restoration of yes. it that came out recently. Yes, yes, yes. I think I actually might. I think I actually might go out and, and buy that because. It's it's also a fantastic score, mainly piano oh. with some sax, and oh, dude, I love I love it. It's 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 calming. It's at the same time, it's kind of calming, you know, a little a little like David uh, Shire, a little frantic. Yeah, David Shire, the composer uh, behind the film. He also did Zodiac. A little frantic and and Saturday Night oh, Fever. Really? And Saturday Night Fever. Yeah. Wow, that's ah, that's really cool. I didn't know you did Zodiac. Yeah, but um it's like 
it's very calming and frantic at the same time, which I think is a very, you know, accurate way of describing this film. It's controlled chaos. It's already, yeah, it's already one of my favorite, like, Gene Hackman's performances that I've ever seen. Because he plays somebody who is just so alone and so, like, um, you know, like, there's, there's this interesting duality of, like, you know, sympathy and also... You know, like, he kind of had this coming for you, you know, for being, like, a dick, mm-hmm. you know. But, like, at the same time, he's kind of not a dick. He's just hard to open up to people, and it's 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 really interesting. I, I really, really liked his performance with this. It's very it's very subtle. You know, it's a really good, subtle performance. I believe and, this also... Uh, I, gotta, I gotta give this another watch sometime soon. I believe this also won what? the Palme d'Or. It did. Yeah, hmm. I, I, I didn't look. I didn't look up any of the accolades for this film. Yeah, yeah I just yeah. know that. I just know that it was always like you know, growing up, it was always one of like Coppola's greatest films, and I just never really. It was. It was. It's always been one of those films that didn't get as much attention. You know, like I knew more about The Outsiders growing up than I did. You know, with the conversation. I. It's just that like it, it's the seventies. The seventies filmmaking scene is such an interesting so much it, there's so much in there like it's it was such a big boom in american cinema and like i think like it, it honestly it's my uh, it, like personally it's my favorite like decade of film like you know the the mid 70s like the the fucking mm-hmm. gritty the, the the where we started seeing the grimy you know new york streets and the uh and the the deep re- the deep uh, character uh character deep dives that that, that we got uh Francis Ford Coppola by far. Like, if there's anybody who would I wish I could have the same work ethic as, it would be Francis Ford Coppola because the um, the, the the amount of notes that Coppola takes for each script he has, it, they're they're fucking Bibles. Did you ever read the yeah. the director handbook for The Godfather? You know what I'm talking about? No, but I've seen I've seen pictures of that book. Basically, it's lengthy. The, I've seen some excerpts. The director uh, here. I'll find I'll I find, I'll find the title. But the director's handbook for The Godfather is basically. Francis Ford Coppola's uh, oh Francis Ford Coppola's uh, personal journal that he kept uh, while shooting the the Godfather I think the Godfather Part One, um, mm. it's called the Godfather Notebook, and it what like it, it's basically just a fucking Bible filled with page like pages and long paragraphs of like of character deep dives motivations why 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 michael corleone is the way he is why Vito yeah. is the way he, like it's 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 insane like and a really fucking interesting too what he did back then francis for coppola he would get what he would do he would get the script he would get like a bit a book that was bigger than the script like physically like physically bigger than the pages and he would paste each page of the each page of the script onto that book, which had blank pages. That way, he had the thick borders on the side and on the top, so he could just fill out as much of the script as he can. As mu- mm-hmm. he could fill out not not as much of the script. He could fill out as much of the notes he can. And the entire you know the entire like, book is just outlines, highlighting you know fucking uh, possible characters, possible choices. You know, at, at a point, Robert De Niro was up for Sonny. Robert De Niro was up for you know. Robert De Niro yeah, was he was up for almost anything. He, yeah, Robert De Niro was one. Yeah, I remember. Um, I remember those stories. Yeah, it's. It, but it just it just goes to show you how much of a, like a how mind. much of a master. Yeah, yeah, he he was especially in his peak back in the seventies, man. Yeah, dude. and I I I gotta I want to watch the conversation again because I I feel like there's there's still more the I'm gonna to watch it again unravel soon. I'm gonna watch with it. that yeah, yeah there's still unra- there's still more to unravel with the second viewing, 
But uh, I had a really good time with that. I really, really loved it. I also I, have I a... just It just made me miss the fuck out of Gene Hackman, bro. He's so good, I also have a Apocalypse Now in 4K, which I got. I got to open. I got to open that shit up soon. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta watch that eventually. Yeah, yeah. and also Heart of Darkness, which yeah, you, you told me it's on there, right? Yes, it is. That 4K, yes, it is. Yeah, the, yeah. The, I gotta. The 4K I, I got it is like a lot. is like a five disc set. It has like uh, has like two like two or three versions of of, of Apocalypse Now. Yeah, because there's a restored Coppola cut. There's a restored, then there's like the re- there's a restored Coppola cut, then there's the Redux cut, which is fucking like, the Redux. Yeah, that's yeah, it. yeah. They're, that too. The Heart of Darkness and yeah. And the original film as well, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's um, I don't know where it's gonna land streaming wise now, cause it's on. I watched it on HBO Max, mm-hmm. and uh, it's gonna be leaving, you know, at the end of the month. So by the time we get this, it'll probably be gone. Oh, fuck, I'm gonna. Uh, I'm gonna watch it before it does. Yeah, go. Yeah, go go seek it out. It's a good ass movie, yeah. especially if you really like, you know, paranoid thrillers and. Classic especially, cinema, especially, you know? yeah, especially if you like Gene Hackman. And, and if you're, I know all you young kids there love Gene Hackman. <laughs> of course they do. Uh, <laughs> yeah. and household name. Um, but uh, yeah. Also, if you're if you're also really into like just like studying filmmaking and like just interested in the filmmaking process, researching Francis Ford Coppola and his work ethic, especially like behind like The Godfather, or maybe even like the conversation. I haven't really, I haven't really looked into that. But you know, that's if you want to get inspired, you know, just. Look up, look up some Francis Ford Coppola. He's a that man's a that man's a fucking unit. Good man. Yeah, yeah. some like good ass director. Not good with money. Not good with money at all. Not they're, they're, none of them. None are. of them are. None of the none, none of that family. None is, of them are. Is good from with money. Nick from Nicholas Cage um, to yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. Well, that was kind of it with my week. Uh. Before I'm done. Before I finish, I do want to say special shout out to uh Yvette from my home Dan, girl, Dan of Miami. My home girl. Yeah. She was able to. Um, I, I I was able to get in touch with her to see if she could write our, uh, do our Paint. logo in the yeah. back of my jean jacket. Yeah, and she she painted it very well. I yeah, loved it. This is the very second sweet. time she's done it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna just put her uh, website here on the show notes for yeah. y'all to check her out. Instagram she's handle as pretty, well. She's pretty good. Pretty good Instagram handle as well. Thanks, Yvette, if you're listening. You're great. Yeah, uh, love it's you, a dope ass jacket. Yeah, yeah, I love it. No, known Yvette for years. She's a good friend. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, then yeah, that was kind of my week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's talk Mando for a quick second before we get into our our our, our funny main topic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah the topic is, is completely significant. Yeah, I just wanted to mention that. But yeah, Mando. I thought it was funny. Mando, Mando. Um, fuck, dude. Lots happened. Uh, I know we. Well, yeah. Originally, that, that was a big episode. Yeah, originally we said we were gonna wait till till the 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 this season finishes to 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 go into a deep dive. We get the full context. But this episode was a little big, a little huge actually. And I and it is you know we won't spoil until until we let you know. You know you can check the timestamps whenever whenever you want to skip to spoilers. You want to skip ahead of the spoilers. But for now we're just talking you know non spoilery, fucking oh god. <laughs> Oh god, it's great! Like so, they did the thing we kind of expected them to do. Yeah, and thankfully, it wasn't done in a way where, you know, it feels like we're gonna just get more of the same, like adventures with just Mando tacked on. No, it it felt like they were just kind of setting up their own future projects in this one episode. Yeah, they're definitely so, like, world they're building. They're taking the arrow approach. Yeah, 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 world building to the max, and like. And like you know, I you know I was very I was very like a judgmental on like that like on that like you know kind of uh, idea like kind of making Star Wars kind of well the Star Wars Disney Plus series like you know just a bunch of uh, backdoor pilots for different characters. At first, I wasn't uh, I wasn't too excited for a lot of that, you know. But 
considering what, what we've gotten, you know, and, you know. Yeah, considering what they're setting up, I'm, I'm starting to change my mind a little yeah bit. i'm sorry i'm starting to, <laughs> it's I'm, pretty I'm, cool i'm opening it i'm opening it i'm opening it up it up because you know it, it like the way they're going about it is is natural and i like you know uh, we're yeah. obviously like you know this we're always fucking stepping over fucking landmines right here so like it's it's hard to it's hard not to not to not, not to talk about the spoilers but uh um Pedro Pascal is still fucking great as fucking Din. Oh my god, I love him. And uh, as man like I know it's just the voice. He, he's good. I know it's just yeah. the voice. I know but like there's a lot of it there, there's a lot of uh there's a lot of expression in it. Like there's it, it, it's good stuff. Um uh I'm really liking uh also just the the technical fucking achievements they've gone in this season. They they they've oh, gone through no, this season. Oh, especially dude. with last week's episode. Oh my with- god, dude. Like Can't- I, I, I want to get into spoilers already. Yeah. This yeah, is we will. Hard yeah, to yeah, yeah. Um, what was the technology that they use uh, for the projection of the sets? What's that called? You're ta- they're using... Oh, God. They're using the it's, Unreal it's, Engine. I know that. It's Unreal Engine, but they're using... It's it's like a 360-degree three, uh, 360 Dolby soundstage kind of thing. It's a soundstage, essentially, yeah. but it's wrapping around uh, kind of like... Yeah, like in a uh, like actors, 360 yeah, degrees. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's made to mimic it's interesting it's it's it they're using unreal engine to um basically create virtual sets yeah with like shit like with vr and and uh, augmented reality and stuff like that and dude well also using a mix of practical as well dude like it's actually it, it's actually pretty revolutionary work and it's looking yes. better every episode and i couldn't be more ha- i i couldn't be more happy that they're implementing this technology even though obviously i p- would prefer practical you know that's just you know that's the way it is you know. although there is a lot of practical no there is 100% 100% but yeah. like I, it makes me happy that we're we're implementing this technology into into like more big like uh, other films like the batman you know they're going to they that's yeah. they're using that a lot for you know the batman i assume for like the batcave and like gotham city you know um but yeah the fucking dude the fucking fx department fucking pay raises all of them they did they're doing yeah. um they're doing god's work bro it's fucking crazy um all right i want to get into spoilers. yeah yeah we got Sorry. yeah yeah I there's just, no, there's no way we can't spoil this episode is too big to just like tiptoe around yeah, it's, for a you minute can't. so if you want to if you want to skip ahead you don't want to hear spoilers just look at the show notes you know you could you you, you, yeah. could, you could go past that uh but yeah spoilers now so, spoilers now yeah okay so we did end up getting we did end up getting ahsoka yes which I, I was expecting it to be like the episode from last week, but that one was fine. The Carl Weathers one, that was cool. <laughs> we should have with, expected uh, the episode called The Jedi. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. Literally called The Jedi. Ahsoka shows up. She. It's a little jarring for me to get used to, you know, seeing her in the flesh, played not, by Rosario Dawson. Not the makeup, but, but like the character. Yeah. Yeah. Because th- th- the makeup's great. And Rosario Dawson, like... Uh, like even though she kind of does look like ahsoka it is funny that she also sounds very similar to ashley eccleson from who plays ahsoka on the show it's a good choice man it's a good choice yeah no it's a great choice and she is fucking awesome oh yeah embodies her perfectly embodies her perfectly like just like the way like the way like you know her voice like just like the way she carries herself also especially during like the the lightsaber sequences she's great oh like like so good like that last one at the end of the episode is really yeah the fucking like the 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 samurai duel you know the Mm -hmm. it's it's good stuff bro um i really i really appreciate that uh they that they're they're just like they're fleshing out these these literally fleshing out these uh these animated characters and it's really it makes me happy to see that like 
there's less of a disconnect now between like be- between the animated shows and like like, like live action uh, uh, films or whatever we're doing. Like oh yeah, and it's funny enough that this episode was also directed and written by Dave Filoni. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> specifically, which was like yeah, it makes, makes perfect sense, yeah. sense. You know, and honestly, man, I'm starting to love his shit as a live action director more and more. The, he's getting like, better as the show he's goes getting on better and the sequences that he's able to pull off with this visually they look so good especially when in that first uh introduction to ahsoka in the in the beginning of the episode where you just see her like like fade out with the shadows the oh, second the she, most jedi uh, thing turns yeah. off her lights out lightsabers they're oh it's so good i oh, love it and also you know, a big thing I really like the fact that they're really like they're really sh- putting it in your face that like yeah this she's a great Jedi she's not she's not like she's not like oh yeah the she's, same Jedi she, kills she was people before left and right she's, not, she's fucking down she's not the same yeah she's not the same Jedi she was before and, and to the point where she'll just let fucking just let these people die in order to like get what she needs which yeah that's a lot that's you know that's great character development and i'm glad they they kept that consistent with the show with like the animated show and they kept it consistent now with like live action um and also like so, yeah sorry go ahead yeah. go ahead go ahead no i i was i was gonna add on to that where um well i do like the stuff with the ahsoka stuff i'm kind of i'm still kind of conflicted as to uh what we got in the episode prior with this whole probably snoke clone thing that's going on in the oh. background with moff gideon or it's actually dark troopers that they're bringing into the fold uh for the first time around i don't know it's it's kind of weird I feel like that's more of a thing that's going to connect with the actual plot of Mando than, you know, another yeah, uh, thing. I'm just hoping it's not another Snoke. I feel thing. yeah, I, the thing is I heard his theme play when you see like the disfigured uh body clone in in uh during that episode. But I I don't know. I'm I'm conflicted about that one. I'm more so conflicted about that one than I am with like Ahsoka and all the stuff that they're setting up with her and now fucking Thrawn <laughs> being, being in the fold, yeah. Being a part of this whole thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm interested. I like that. Uh, I just hope it's not more in Mando. I, I just hope it's in its own thing. I like that. Uh, I like that. Uh, they kind of also like subtly, low key, kind of made the distinction between like where Mando's story is gonna go and you know where Ahsoka is gonna go because it's it's very clear that they're they're on very different paths. You know, I don't think. Oh yeah. I, I, I to be Good. honest, I don't think we're gonna see Ahsoka for a long time now. I like we might see Ahsoka again before the end of the season, maybe one more time next season. But I think her future is gonna lie with her own, uh, with her own series. Eventually, if they want to bring in Ahsoka, obviously they're gonna bring in Grand, Grand Animal Thrawn eventually. But hey, even Ezra, if that's still a thing, well, it's it is gonna be. Oh a yeah. Thing. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah. It, it. Well, I mean, given the the way Rebels ends, it one would expect it to be yeah. but who knows i mean they like ahsoka gives off that little line to uh to Jin and what's what the fuck is that baby's name now gogar uh Gil- gilgamesh grogu? gilgamesh grogu. Gro- grogu yeah i like it i i know it's just such a fucking stupid what, dude dude the main character of our show his name is din <laughs> i know his name is din. It's just, I, you know what i mean science fiction names are stupid as fuck yeah. you know duncan, there's a reason idaho. why the guy from dune is named paul duncan idaho <laughs> <laughs> from dune yeah duncan idaho is like i'd rather take a duncan idaho than a grogar or like grogu. fucking um his name is grogu Mr. and you respect it i i is it grogu i thought okay it's, it's oh, grogu, yeah, yeah. i keep thinking like there's so many g's and r's and Gilgamesh. Gilgamesh. Oh, it's, fucking, Gilgamesh. it's fucking ridiculous <laughs> but yeah no like um what was it yeah she she gives that line to both of them that 
uh, you know, go to this Jedi temple. Maybe a Jedi will be waiting for him there if he chooses to, you know, continue. If if little Grogar, little baby Grogar chooses to continue with the Force, or um, you know, decides to reject it and you know continues to be a baby for like however long he lives. They live like thousands of years. I want to say. Yeah. I don't even know. Yeah. Yeah. Grogu is like fifty years old. Grogu yeah. is like uh, he yeah. he made it through the fucking Clone Wars. Yeah. So <laughs> that, that that's already a lot. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Uh, I, he made it through the Clone Wars and then he just hit his power and then like Yo like Ahsoka br- yeah, br- drops dude. Yoda. That's she a... names drops Yoda, but not Yaddle, which is fucked up. Yeah, it's fucked up. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, that was the funniest thing. That was the funniest takeaway from this episode. It's like, wow, Yo, what fuck, the fuck Yaddo. Is, no love for Yaddo, yeah. bro? Wow. <laughs> like, literally the only other species in the entire... Fu- There's only three of them. Only fucking three of them. You're gonna... You're gonna... You're, you're just gonna fucking drop the other. Okay, fuck it, I guess. Um... Uh, Maybe they're saving it for the season finale. Maybe it's not Sebastian Stan as Luke as we're thinking, or Ezra Miller showing uh, Ezra Miller, Ezra, Miller. Ezra Bridger showing up. Jesus. <laughs> Maybe it, maybe it's actually Yaddle, and Yaddle survived the Clone Wars. That'd be cool. That'd be really cool. That'd be really no, funny. No, it'd be funny. It'd be, <laughs> it'd be hilarious. hilarious. It'd be hilarious. But actually, that would be really fucking sick. I I, I would love to see some shit like that. Um. Yeah. Uh. I, yeah. And like you know we're 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 riding the high on Ahsoka, but yeah, they did reveal a bunch of a Baby Yoda's backstory. You know, he was a Jedi Padawan that was uh, kept away by somebody. He was hidden by somebody during uh during the Clone well during Clone Wars and I assume like Order sixty six and everything. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh. I. Uh, I don't know where they're gonna go because again, like they're being very vague with the like, kind of that information. Uh, like whether or not it was like whether or not Luke has any involvement in that, whether or not Ezra has anything to do with that, whether or not even like they're gonna show up. You know, I don't think. Uh, well, to be honest, like I I, I kind of don't think the Ezra's gonna show up in the Mandalorian. Uh, you know, it would be a really cool theory, and I I, I heard this getting brought up because I you know he. He he used they use the same likeness for him and he plays him in the game. But Cal Kestis, yeah, 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 yeah. interesting like surprise. I think I yeah I saw saw that tweet. I saw that tweet earlier. That'd be fucking sick, dude. Yeah, that'd be fucking. Or you know somebody original. Yeah, yeah, would be cool too. too. You know, I mean, keep 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 the originality of the show alive. I mean, (laughs) hey, to be honest, hey, to be honest, you know, they're like. I, I think, like, in the end of the day, like, yeah, I, I'm i always up for, like, new characters and new stories, but, like, Jesus Christ, Star Wars, the, like, the fucking cavalcade of Star Wars characters we have, you know? Like, so many great people that we want to see in live action, and, like, now Mando has, now we have that option, you know? Like, I never... Now we have I, it for Thrawn. No, we actually have a possibility to see Thrawn in live action Genuinely, now. I never... And I'm so excited. I never in a million years would have thought that we would have gotten a live action Ahsoka. Never in a million years. Oh, yeah. Never. And it's and it and she looks great. She looks great. I'm, I was actually pretty happy with it. It was jarring at first because you know I'm not used to it. It's Ahsoka, yeah. Like it was the same. Yeah, it was the same way I felt with Bo-Katan, but like maybe a little more so because I saw like the stretch marks on her, like thread hair, yeah, her ears, thread. things, and I'm like, oh fuck, this is real. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, yeah they look like styrofoam, but it was good. <laughs> God, right? Yeah, that's what I kind of thought. Yeah, but yeah, it's good stuff. Yeah. Um. I'm liking... Very interesting to see where they're going to take this going forward. Oh, yeah. I'm interested to see where Ahsoka's going to go. I'm also really interested to see what a grand, what a, what a Moff Gideon's going to do. Uh, okay, I thought you were just going to say uh, Grogar. Fuck, what's his name? Gro- Grogu? Grogu, something like that. Grogar. Gro- grocer- grocer's cereal? Baby Yoda. He's still going to be Baby Yoda. Baby Yoda. Yeah, he's still I'm Baby gonna Yoda. I'm going to call him Baby Yoda. It's fine. It's fine. Just... But I, yeah. it's adorable whenever whenever Grogu and then his, his ears perked up, he's like... <laughs> Like, <laughs> it's adorable. I love it. Uh, oh, so- I, I think it, I think it's really funny whenever he runs. Like in that first episode where he got really scared and he just runs to Din 
<laughs> and the other oh, side, that's and you can see his little legs going. Yeah, like, yeah, 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 it's adorable. <laughs> no, you can, he's growing. Funny. He's like, you know, he's like getting up on like the chairs, like it's nothing, you know, putting his own seatbelt, you know. Using, yeah, eating babies. Eating babies. <laughs> yeah. Baby Yoda can't Grogu cancer for genocide. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, uh, I'm liking where Mando's going yeah. so far. Yeah, yeah, good stuff. Uh, I wonder, I wonder what they're gonna do at the end of the season. Like, I'm pretty sure, like. Cause, okay, because I remember hearing that one of the episode's titles were, were like, these episode titles were, uh, titles were leaked a while ago. Yeah. And one of them was the Jedi. We have a couple other ones where it's, like, I think one of them is, like, the Empire. The other one is, like, some shit like the Fall or, uh, like, very subtle, like, obvious stuff. Uh, so I wouldn't, ex- I wouldn't be surprised to I really you know, see more big Star Wars lore get brought up in this show i really like that uh i really like that uh we're we're just kind of getting the leftovers of of uh the original trilogy you know or we're just getting the leftovers of star wars you know the the leftover uh religious zealots in the form of like the mandalorian we have the leftover uh fucking nazi sympathizers in the form of you know grand moff gideon and uh yeah oh moff uh, Moff gideon and uh and uh, just every, everything else. Uh, I, I'm 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 really really liking where where this season's going. I'm really liking where the show's going. And yeah, I'm glad I'm glad it exists. As a Star Wars fan, I'm very happy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. HK droids too. Yeah. They meant they they had some HK droids in that. Yeah, episode. yeah, they did. They did. That'd be some. That'd be cool if they brought up some Kotar shit. Be yeah. Pretty dope. Uh. But uh, yeah, that's. So, I, that that we'll we'll catch up we'll update again if, th- if there's anything big to drop I guess yeah uh, but uh, how about you sound off with our topic of this of this episode this is a quick topic What's the topic uh, for this week the topic yeah. you know uh, uh, I didn't have one uh, when we recorded last episode but I kind of came up with one uh, in the middle of you know of last week and this week um, uh, interesting people uh, people in interest people in history that w- with interesting facts you know I kind of wanted to I kind of wanted to just like research some 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 really some really very recognizable people and find out some some interesting facts about them. So, I got one. Did you, did you pick one? Did you pick one? I have I I have a couple of lists here that I think are going to be very um they're very silly. I don't know if some of them are like, you know, game-changing as to how you perceive some of them. This first one might be. I will, but uh, I'll let you I'll let you start off since I only have talk. one. I only have one, so you go ahead first. Since you have a few, you know, like I, I have, because the thing is, like the ones I have are like, oof. <laughs> uh, no, the thing is, I'd rather you start because I just opened up some of the articles right now. So oh, all right, <laughs> I like read some. All right, of them well, all right, never mind then. All right, so no, there's there's a couple, there's a couple that I knew, but like I just wanted to find some other ones uh, so to see if there were some funny little things to see. So, but, yeah. um, Dr. John Harvey Kellogg. <laughs> The cereal man. The cereal man, yeah, yeah. The like Kellogg, <laughs> Kellogg brand cereals. Like everybody knows Kellogg, you know. They, they, uh, they, they make some of the most like recognizable cereals in, in in America. You know, it's it's good stuff. Good, good, good food. You know. Uh, now, uh, now the namesake, the the original guy, Doctor John Harvey Kellogg. He was a uh, quite the. Uh, quite the uh, quite the interesting man. Uh, uh, <laughs> so like, he was a very devout religious follower. He was a very religious man, you know. He kind of, he kind of made, he, he like, he had this, uh, he had this idea that like, kind of any, uh, any form of like self satisfaction strives us away from God. Mm-hmm. And uh, cornflakes was actually created like specifically to be bland and boring because it's the most pure food for 
for for God. Yeah, it's it's yeah, yeah. So he's a de- devout. Are you telling me Frosted Flakes is like Christian propaganda? Yeah, literally. Like 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 Holy they try fuck. to like uh dog like Kellogg like somebody tried to suggest that they add sugar into cornflakes and Kellogg fucking fired him. Like like they, they like like I think he fired him or they just never wanted to work with him or something like that. Um, so like Doctor Doctor Kellogg, his entire life's work is centered around like you know clean dieting, exercising. He's obsessed with health. That's always been his thing. To the point where he's he kind of prescribes insane treatments to his people. Uh, Kellogg also kind of became like a celebrity doc- doctor back then. A bunch of like no- notable notable people in history, you know, have uh, have uh, interacted with him and they really respected him. Like people like Amelia Earhart, uh, Calvin Coolidge, like, you know, the former president, uh, Booker, uh, yeah. Booker T. Washington. Um, people like, they, like he was a respected, he was kind of a respected man at the time. But he was also famous for like prescribing these insane treatments. So one of these treatments was a long, a everlasting bath, where it's basically a guy, a person. They sit in a bathtub and they're there for days, weeks, okay, months even. They're only they're only ever let out to use the bathroom. Go back in and you're there, and it's and it was like you know he would claim, oh yeah, it would treat like arthritis, it would treat like a writer's cramp, which is like carpal tunnel, it would like treat a bunch of shit. He also had a treatment. He also had a. He also had a collection of machines. He had a collection of machines uh, in part of his uh, whole little thing, whatever. Um, he had anima machines, and um, okay. And if you know what an anima machine is, it's basically uh, where they uh, shoot water up your bum. Yes. Like very true. Yeah, sh- literally shoot water up your bum to cl- to 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 do whatever. Uh, he prescribed that a lot to uh to people to to people to clean up their bowels to to help with bowel movement to like kind of uh to kind of just you know like eh, like a healthy thing you know obviously because be just shooting shooting fucking water up your ass is gonna is gonna cure cancer you know it's uh mm-hmm. it's great it's great stuff uh he also uh oh this is where we're getting into the in, into the, the the real crazy stuff so uh he found fa- in 1906 he founded an organization he founded he founded this organization on the perceived issue of race degeneracy. Oh, okay. He founded hmm. this organization on the beliefs of eugenics. Wanna know what the wanna know what the organization was called? The Race Betterment Foundation. You're fucking joking. He All believed in eugenics. He believed in yeah, actually. He believed in eugenics. All of it for cereal. <laughs> He believed in eugenics. He believed that uh, we need to snuff out the the uh, the genes of the human pool in order to like the, the 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 real issue with humanity is that we don't have the right genes. We don't have the right blood. Uh, be- <laughs> yeah, we don't have the right skin color. We like you know all the issues with humans and uh, all stems from just tainted tainted pool genes. Like t- t- you know so. What he would do, what he would do is, uh, he here. I'm gonna, I'm gonna highlight this just so I can, you know, just so I can make sure I have this right. He would sterilize, uh, mentally, uh, mentally uh, handicapped people, without them knowing, obviously. Jesus. Without them knowing, obviously, because you know, because you know, uh, yeah, they're mentally handicapped. They're not real people. They don't need to know. It's fine. Um, he, he also. 
he was such an insane religious re- reli- devout religious follower that he believed that masturbation was against god literally it was completely against god like okay. that self uh that yeah self-satisfaction uh, there, there's a specific term for it that he used but I, I can't find it right now so how do you stop the masturbating role how do you stop the masturbating i i i, I assume he I, I don't want to go with castration. He but. advocated circumcision for little boys to stop them from masturbating. No anesthetic, of course. Oh, okay. No anesthetic, of course. No, we're not fucking crazy here. You know, we wouldn't give him anesthetics. Are you kidding me? No, he needs to remember that shit. They need to feel that pain. Literally, huh. he recognizes that there was no interesting value in removing the foreskin of of kids. So okay. he only saw it. He only saw it as a method to inflict pain upon those who sin. And what's the sin? Masturbating. What else would he do? This is all coming from the serial man. This is all coming from the serial. What else did he do to the little girls? <laughs> because obviously, you know, eh, humans masturbate. That's a, that. That's a common thing. That's fucking everybody it's a does. Common it. thing. What, yeah. what would he do to the little girls, Raul? You know. You know. I I I don't know. Uh, I well. Uh, I'm kind of scared you know, to figure you out. You know what? You know what's not a good combo, Raul? What? Oh, fuck. Uh, acid and genitals. That's not a good. That's not a good. God. Uh, oh that's my not a good, god. Uh, that's not a good. Uh, not not a good combination. Uh, Kellogg, the fucking psychopath. What brought you to find this? Uh, remember that that remember <laughs> Biographics, the the YouTube channel that I've been watching. Yeah. Yeah. I just you know because what I do is like when I'm doing homework or when I'm playing games or whatever I just put that I put I put like Biographics on a different person. Sometimes it's fucking. Sometimes they just did one on Freddie Mercury. Fucking, it was good stuff. They did one on <laughs> fucking, uh, on, uh, uh, Reagan, you know, interesting stuff. Yeah. A lot of shit there. Oh, shit. The Kellogg dude. Let me, you know, let, let me listen to what, what the fuck you got. Yeah. Uh, dude with the, yeah, pours acid on the genitals of little girls to get the same results. Literally Jesus. to scar them so they would never sin again. He. So what did he. Yeah. Was there no, like, was there no criminal, like, no nope. uh, uh, consequence nope. for this. Nope. He. How the fuck did he get away with this? Stuff? Because it because like they like it was just of the time, bro. This was like the nineteen. This was like the early nineties, like earlier. No, not in the early nineties. The early like twentieth uh, century. You know, like where yeah, medicine. Oh, okay. Like yeah. everything. Everything he did was in the name of medicine and trying to figure out what the fuck you know what's good for humans, what's good for people. Yeah. And dude was a fucking sadist. A fucking complete psychopath in every regard. Uh, he had a re- he had a like a pretty his race betterment foundation, like the like the eugenics like movement that he tried to start in America had like kind of long lasting implications, and like you know uh, I, I believe eventually was like tied into like Adolf Hitler and everything. Like he support I believe he supported Hitler. He was like friends with him or something like that. Um, mm. in in that regard, but uh, uh, or or some or so, something like that. Um. I mean, damn! Us eugenic boys have to stick together, I guess. And <laughs> yeah, no, it's fucking awful. it's fucking it's fucking <laughs> insane. It's fucking insane. Those are just some quick facts of, Doc, of Dr. John Harvey Kellogg. Good guy, good man, good man. Wow. All right. Yeah. So next time you eat, next time you eat a good bowl of Special K, just know where that case. Remember from. what you've done. <laughs> <laughs> Don't touch your dick when you hit yeah. that frosted flake. Oh yeah. Also, he had a he had a fucking crazy mustache. So that's cool. 
yeah, that's 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 that's, nice. the, that's the getaway. That's, nice. that's the giveaway. You you can't trust a man with a fucking mustache. Yeah, <laughs> dude, that man was a fucking demon, a fucking sadist. That is and insane. It's in, wow. It's it, I find it I find it even crazier that it's his name. That's the that it's his name. That's the 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 the, the face. Well, not the face. The <laughs> that's still being used. Yeah, today. it's still being used you know, today. For all these products, like out of everything, yeah. you know, Kellogg. Like, all right, bro. Yeah. So. Oh, that's oh god, that's awful. Horrible. Completely awful. God. Yeah. Oh no. Oh, fun god. stuff, right? Makes the fucking fun stuff, right? Special put put special K in a whole new. Yeah, more like special KKK, Jeez. bro. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like it's fucking it's crazy. God, that's. Crazy. So what do you have, buddy? All right. What do you have, buddy? Hmm. <laughs> uh not that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't expect you to. <laughs> yeah. No, I um I I didn't know I I I didn't know we were gonna go that far with the 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 life and times of Johnny K here, but like. I, I I found some I just found some like funny little facts <laughs> that make me think of. <laughs> uh, oh fuck! What do you want me to do? <laughs> Marlon Brando. Marlon Brando had a puppy named Bubba. That was that's oh yeah. fucking good guy, you know. <laughs> well, oh no, I mean I got I got some other ones yeah. I could turn some heads. I think uh, FDR uh, back in the forties ran into a naked Winston Churchill, and according to history. <laughs> Uh, Churchill had nothing to hide. Quote, he he said, and I quote, the Prime Minister of Great Britain has nothing to hide from the President of the United States. Ergo, uh, apparently, Churchill had a bigger dick than FDR, essentially. So, that's something to always remember. I believe that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that uh, was a scene in Cold War, <laughs> what was it, not Cold War, um, the, the, the Churchill film. There was a scene. Are you fucking serious? Yeah. Well, it, it was where like his dick is. It out? wasn't. In a, it, it wasn't uh, with FDR. But there was a scene where um, I, I guess his like secretary was like writing out writing out his speech as he was like speaking out loud and he was taking a bath and mm-hmm. and like he comes out of like the bathroom like butt ass naked, you know, and just like like waddles to his uh waddles to his his room. So that was like a pretty regular thing with Winston Churchill actually. Wow, man, he must have he must have kept that shit packed then. Wow, good for him. Damn. <laughs> I just found that that's you know I, that was the first thing I searched up where it's like what's a funny thing about a historical figure ah oh, you know who's got a big dick Winston Churchill <laughs> I mean he does man dude's fucking yeah dude's a unit <laughs> yeah why not you know what a, what a, what a Chad um other ones here uh Nixon apparently used to play the piano the sax the clarinet the accordion and the violin oh. Yeah, yeah, damn. Yeah, he was, he was, apparently he would do it frequently. He was he was a can, pretty big musician. Can, can Johnny K do that? No, he can't. <laughs> no, nah, he can't. No, he can't. You know what a Johnny K can't do? Mm. Wrestle like Abraham Lincoln, the 16th president of the United oh, States. Oh, yeah. He was a champion. I know that, Dude, too. No, I'm... I, the, oh, okay, yeah. Abraham Lincoln is coming from unit. a Best Life Online article. <laughs> yeah. He, Abraham Lincoln, quote, was a champion wrestler taking part in about 300 matches and earning a reputation as a tough fighter, being six feet and four inches tall. So, the, so before the big show was a thing, Abe Lincoln would fucking knock people down with thunderstorm, tornado DDTs all around. You want to fucking hear a fucking, like, our actual, like, big show president? Teddy Roosevelt, dude. Okay. Are you fucking kidding me? Teddy oh, Roosevelt dude. was a fucking... He, didn't he used to host boxing matches in the White House? <laughs> dude, that man must have been the Mick Foley of the White House. Dude. That like, man, he like... must be awesome. If there was ever if there was ever a president that we'd have that's close to All Might, it'd be FDR. 
<laughs> like he's the kind yeah. of person that I just imagine to have those grand hearty laughs like <laughs> like I'm gonna go punch a bear or something like yeah while well, his body starts like slowly getting worse as the time goes on that's fun. Teddy Roosevelt's my favorite <laughs> it, president I mean it's a pretty accurate it's a pretty accurate comparison Teddy Roosevelt's my favorite president I, I, I love Teddy Roosevelt that, like, like, like yeah. he's such an interesting guy uh, let's see. The Pope once declared war on cats. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, pope Gregory the Fourth, uh, 13th century Pope, stated that black cats were, quote, instruments of Satan in order that they must be exterminated throughout all of Europe. His followers uh, followed his orders and decimated the population of felines. But cats may have gotten the last laugh, as the reduction in their population have led to a spike in the population of plague-carrying rats. So... Thanks, Pope. I guess the great, pl- the essentially great plague. Blame it on the Pope. Yeah, you know, there's a lot thing. of things you can blame on the Pope, dog. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Get into that. There's a lot of things you can blame on the Pope, dog. Like <laughs> shit. I mean, look, Thanksgiving just passed. You want to, you want to talk some shit about pilgrims, man? Pilgrims were great. <laughs> they weren't, they weren't fun. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. Thanksgiving, most wholesome holiday ever. Never, n- yeah. no, no crazy backstory behind that. Just a bunch, just a bunch of cool pilgrims showing, like eating with a bunch of cool, uh, cool Native Americans. You know. Oh, chilling, you know, it's it, nothing, nothing ever, nothing ever went down. Yeah, and no, no persecution ever happened. What are you talking about? A trail out of tears? You're crazy. You're insane. Uh, <laughs> never heard of her. There's a. This article is fucking ridiculous. Jesus Christ. This one, I mean, this one yeah, goes, imagine if, there was someone named. What? No, I mean, like, what do you Google? Interesting facts about people in history. You know, like, it's yeah. like, oh shit. Fuck. Yeah, that's right. King Toot did have a clubbed foot. He was not He yeah, was exactly. an incest baby. That's right. <laughs> Is that true? Yeah. Is that one actually true? Yeah, yeah. Oh, his, wow. That, his, uh, that I, makes sense. I think his parents were his brother and his sister. Well, well no, sorry. Like a Rudy well, Giuliani. Yeah, he yeah. fucked his cousin. Yeah, yeah, Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's married to his cousin. Is he really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, fuck. Yeah, he's actually married to his cousin. Oh, shit. Damn. It's fucking weird, oh, fuck. man. Rudy, did you Giuliani, see the... Good old Rudy is a cousin Did you fucker. see the Rudy Giuliani? <laughs> like, he had, like, hair dye, and he was sweating so much, it started melting. Dude, it's it's disgusting. It was ugly. He looked like he, it literally no, looks uh, like he was melting. But I was I was gonna say um this this article is just ridiculous to read because there's one there's one fact here that literally goes there was someone named Mary and she did actually have a little lamb. <laughs> like, All right, that's those, okay, but those those fucking they're like the stupid ass bo- Buzzfeed type of articles, <laughs> like just just bullshit. <laughs> I'm not even reading off of Buzzfeed, but it does feel like yeah. it though. Yeah. Uh, um. Let's see. Who else? Let's see. Who else? Uh, I know. Oh, who else? Uh, this I don't know if this is true or not. But people say that Hitler had a shit fetish. Hmm. That's interesting. <laughs> yeah. He was also nominated for the uh, Nobel Peace Prize the same way as Stalin. Uh, I mean, <laughs> the yeah. Same league as Stalin. I mean, yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's a thing. Oh, Charlie Chaplin once entered a uh, Charlie Chaplin lookalike contest and ended up in 20th place. I thought it was third place. <laughs> no. Well, I don't know. This article says 20th place. So that's, that's pretty funny. Uh, let's see. I think, I mean, look, uh, then, then MLK cheat on his wife or something like that. Oh yeah, he cheated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, it, but like, I mean, yeah, it's a fun, a fun fact, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I, I yeah, I mean, kind of fun, not so fun. <laughs> fun on one side, not uh, fun on the other. You know, like. Apparently, apparently, uh, Elvis and Jimmy Carter are under the same Lincoln family tree, so uh, they're distant wow. relatives of Abraham Lincoln. Wow, yeah. wasn't isn't Tom Hanks? Uh, a, a relative, a distant relative of Abe Lincoln or something like that. I know Tom Hanks is, is just a relative of Disney, no? 
Of what Disney? I don't. Uh, well, I mean, he played Disney, but Wait, hold on. I don't really know about that. I'm going to search that up because I feel like... Oh, look, Mark Wahlberg showed up on this article. Oh, God. You wanna... Oh, no. <laughs> you want to you talk about some fun facts oh, about no, Mark there's... Wahlberg? Oh, there's nothing fun. And the Vietnamese? Oh, no, there's nothing. Oh, no. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's it. <laughs> <laughs> no, we talked about it in the yeah. show before, but yeah, he was... <laughs> he beat up... He beat up... Uh, in 1988, he was 16 years old, and he went to prison for beating up on a Vietnamese man on the street. He was charged with attempted murder. He pled guilty with assault. Spent 45 days in prison. Uh, his victim, his victim has forgiven him. But uh, <laughs> it's fucking wild. Yeah. Uh, uh, let's see. I'm I'm trying to see. There's some other stuff here too. Mm, let's. Oh wait. There. Well, hold on. Uh. Bruno Mars's real name is Peter. Jean Rod Hernandez. Yeah. That's just, that's yeah, just yeah, something. Yeah. Oh, he he named himself... Oh, okay. That's interesting. Br uh, Bruno Mars was his childhood name because as a baby, he was chubby like wrestler Bruno San Martino. And he chose Mars because girls said that he was out of this world. Okay. That's okay. Kind of stupid. <laughs> <But all right. laughs> okay. Okay. All right. Well. <laughs> Neil Patrick Harris is apparently a talented musician. Uh, ma uh, magician. Uh, that fits. Let's see. That fits. Yeah. Uh, apparently, people uh, apparently people say that they might be distant cousins. He looks magical. Distant cousins, yeah. Tom Hanks and, and Disney. I forgot. It. Was it? That's huh, wait, wait. Uh, was it? Was it Ben Benedict Cumberbatch that uh, he um, he actually like is related to Alan Turing? Alan Turing, the the dude from the Imitation Game. Yeah. No. The the inventor of the computer. Yeah. Yeah. They. Um, <laughs> yeah. Aren't they? Um, aren't they supposed to be like like related? Actually. Oh, I don't, I don't know about that actually. That's interesting. I'll, I'll just set up. I remember reading articles about this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it turns out that Benedict Cumberbatch is actually uh, related to Alan Turing. Uh, researchers from the family history from the family history website Ancestry now have now said that Cumberbatch theory is actually turning seventeen cousin cousin sharing a common ancestor back in the fourteenth century England, tracing the paternal lines of both men. Of both men reveal that the pair are related to John Beaufort, the first Earl of Somerset, who was born in 1373. Oh, okay. All right. This is... I'm going to bring this one up, It, but it's not as funny as the other one that I'm going to bring up. As the next one I'm going to bring up. So, okay. David Bowie has a uh, species of spider... Uh, a spider's named after him called the heter, uh, poda David Bowie. But this reminded me of this uh, thing decades ago where uh i think it's like a, a strand of dna is legitimately i'm not making this up named after sonic the hedgehog there's a strand of dna which recently made the headlines uh made headlines um over the past couple of weeks because it's led to discussions of um it's a lack of like the lack of the protein inside that dna strand has led to uh erectile dysfunction and it is literally called it's literally called sonic the hedgehog and there was this article that i read recently where the the strand of dna called sonic the hedgehog people have been experiencing men have been experiencing erectile dysfunction because there is not enough protein in that uh and in, in that uh enzyme or uh dna strand so definitely literally you need more Sonic in your life to get your dick hard. <laughs> I thought I thought that was given. Yeah, it, I mean it was, but 
You know, I just thought people would know. Yeah. That ju- that shit was just ridiculous. Like I I read that the other day and I'm like that couldn't make sense. That's fucking ridiculous. But I guess. Uh, let's see. Chuck Norris's first name is actually Carlos. Okay. Uh, Carlos. Yeah, Carlos Norris. Uh, yeah, try- the uh, the Sheens all changed their name too. Yeah. Oh man, I didn't look this up, but my dad was watching this uh, Nikola Tesla documentary where they brought up that one of the people who like destroyed his career also was uh i think was like the grandfather of donald trump nice so uh, that's fitting i guess uh let's see trying to remember charlie sheen's uh, real name is carlos carlos erwin estevez and martin sheen's oh yeah martin sheen's real name is uh, ramon antonio gerardo estevez yeah, that's right. Carlos, uh, Car- uh, Charlie Sheen, and uh, the Sheen family are all Mexican. Uh, uh they're Spanish, actually. They're Spanish. Yes. Oh, I thought they Here, were Mexican um, for some reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Martin Sheen was born in Ohio, but like he comes from immigrant parents. He's part Irish, and his father's Spanish. Hmm, not bad. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, did you know Uncle Phil from French Fresh Prince of Bel Air? Remember Emilio? Remember Emilio Estevez kept his name. Uh, yeah. Uh, what were you saying? I'm sorry. Did you know that Uncle Phil from The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air was also the voice of Shredder? Yes, from I did. the OG TMNT cartoon? I did, I did. Yeah. That's fucking sick. Did you know that Britney Spears loves vanilla-scented candles? Okay. All right, well, <laughs> shit. Yeah. Yeah, apparently her dad doesn't. But, uh, oh, Jesus. <laughs> Jesus. Jesus. It's fucking awful, dude. <laughs> that shit is awful. Yeah, that's, <sighs> God. Fuck, the whole Britney Spears situation is so fucked. Literally, like it's not even a joke. Free Britney. She is fucking like, like kept under her dad's um supervision. That makes no sense. It's awful. Uh, I'm trying to see. I think it's. Oh, David Bowie is bisexual. He came out in 1972. Is that? Yeah, I thought that's. I thought that was common knowledge. Uh, I mean, I, I, I guess I just you know I I just found that right now. I'm literally just scrolling down this. Oh yeah, dude. David Bowie fucked a lot. A lot. Oh yeah. Uh, did, oh yeah. Rich, it's no fucking Marlon Brando, Richard Pryor, they fuck too. Mm. Oh wow. That's insane. <laughs> it's good for them. Yeah, like yeah, <laughs> it's 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 pretty. Uh, oh, this is cool. This makes so much sense now, given the album. Jaden Smith's middle name is. Uh, oh, he has two middle names: Christopher and Sire. Sire being that one album that I think that was his like debut album. Yeah, I want to say. I think yeah. Oh, okay, that makes sense. Uh, Morgan Freeman is a licensed pilot. I believe that. Yeah, Eminem wanted to become an ori- uh, originally he wanted to become a comic book artist. Yeah, actually, he's a great artist. Eminem is an amazing yeah, artist. Seen. There's there's yeah, a uh, there's a, a note that got leaked recently. Um, well, I don't know if it got leaked recently, but I saw it recently. Um, it was of a letter that uh, Eminem uh, hand wrote to uh, Tupac's mother, and on the other on like the other page of it was a beautiful drawing of Tupac like hand by by Eminem, by Eminem. yeah I'm, I'm gonna see like I'm gonna see if I can try and find send it, it to yeah. me I want to I want to I want to check that out yeah yeah it's it's like it's 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 gorgeous Eminem's a fucking amazing artist like both <laughs> music and one. both music and like actually like, yeah and, uh... no it makes sense like you ever read that Punisher cartoon that Punisher crossover yes I did yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> that shit's Emin- fucking awesome em- um, so Eminem's always been a, a huge comic nerd like that, that was like. His, I mean, yeah. Look at Venom. That was yeah. That was his upgrade. Uh, comic yeah. books was literally his upbringing on Tupac. Uh, did you know Tim Allen was a convicted drug dealer? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I did. Fuck yeah. Yeah. He. Uh, he, uh, he was literally <laughs> facing life. 
he was facing like because he was he was just trafficking a bunch of coke. Yeah, that's there's a picture. There's a picture of him with a mustache. Awesome. <laughs> there's a mugshot a picture of him with a mustache. It's hilarious. Uh, yeah. Let's see. Did you know that Jack Black was the son of rocket scientists? Yes. Yes, yes, yes. I, do that. I, I know that. I too. guess. Yeah. And I didn't, um, I didn't, fucking I didn't really know that. Uh, Chow. What's his name? Chow from Hangover. What's his oh, name? Oh, uh, this guy. Yeah, he's an he's an actual doctor. Yes, yes, real doctor. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, shit. What's his name? What's his name? Uh, Leslie Chow from Hangover. Uh, hold on, I got you. Right trying now. to remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was also in Community. Uh, yeah, in Community as well. I'll tell you right now. I know his name. I know his fucking name. Um. Oh, Ken did Jung. you know Harrison Ford was? Ken Jeong. Yeah. yeah. Did you know that Harrison Ford was a master carpenter before he became a movie actor? Yes, yes, I did. He actually, uh, yeah. he worked on he he worked uh, on something for uh, for George Lucas, and then George Lucas hired him for American American Graffiti. Graffiti, yeah, yeah. that was pretty cool. Yeah, uh, I remember that one. And then I think, I think Jeff Goldblum was just found. Like he wasn't acting at the time or something like that, and he was just found one day. Discovered. Yeah. Same way, like, I was watching this one video called uh, YouTubers Before YouTube, and it's just, like, this uh, this person just looking up a bunch of random uh, shows from public access television. And one of them was early Alex Jones, where he would have... He was always political back in, like, the, in the 90s, but he had his own Halloween special, and it's just him talking with this giant kitchen knife and a, and a, and a pumpkin right next to it. And the visual is just so funny, because, like, he looks so young, and... He's spouting about a bunch of crazy, like, gay frog shit. <laughs> and it's just, it's like, it just looks like a regular, like, Elvira set. Jesus. But it just has Alex Jones in the middle. Yeah. That's cool. This has been fun facts about Johnny K and his celebrity <laughs> friends. Kellogg and his friends. <laughs> Kel- for Kellogg and friends. Kellogg and friends. Fun there you facts. go. That's, that, that's a good title right there. <laughs> that's the one. Kellogg and that's friends, the one. Yeah. Um, um, I have a recommendation. Yeah, we have a... Well, I, I I was going to say because so, like you did because this de- technically this kind of counted as a recommendation, wouldn't it? Did it? As like a because like I brought up a show topic last week and then you brought up a show topic this week. Oh yeah, but like I I mean like it's not really like I didn't really consider that a recommendation. I just this is a show topic. Recommendation is different. <laughs> well, I don't know. Hmm. Eh, fuck it. What, <laughs> what are we gonna recommend? What are you gonna? Well, I well I I told you before the what it's a show, it's a it's a show that I wanna I wanna I wanna go through the first I wanna go through the first five and if you and if you're cool with it next week the next week go through the next five, uh like we like yeah, like not? we did with devs, it's on HBO it's okay. on HBO Max, ten episodes has three seasons we're only gonna watch the first one I, I want you I, I want you I want you to decide I know what this I is. want you to decide okay uh, I know what this is I want you to decide what the fuck uh what we're going to do after the first season but i'm finally going to drag raul's fucking face through the dirt I knew and i'm you were fucking do this. and i'm going to i'm going to exile him to the to the great place known as the leftovers the leftovers created Shit. what what did you think what did you think <laughs> i thought it was I, for some reason i thought it was successful oh damn no but no i forgot no. damn it it always comes back around <laughs> yeah dude the, oh fuck i'm glad this is a surprise then <laughs> No, yeah, no, I, I, I forgot about it for a minute. Yeah, no, this is fine. I've been wanting to watch it. Yeah, forever. I literally, I've just have not been able to get through the first two episodes. No, I, I get it. It's like, fine. 
for the past five I years. I get it. It's fine. Now this is the incentive. It's like yeah. Leftovers is by far, I think, the best. It's one of my favorite shows of all time. It's like number two. It's a solid number two for me. It's it's up there. Like Damon Lindelof fucking blew my mind with his characterizations and his and his world building. Everything I loved about Watchmen is even better in The Leftovers. I fucking love this show so much. The first season's so good. I think the second season's way better, but obviously not, we don't want to jump. You know, if you want to watch the second season, it's up to you. I'm not gonna hold you to it if you don't want to. Whatever, but. Once we get to this first no, season, no, that's fine. But we could we could watch this. First yeah, yeah. Season. This first season, I'm, I'm down to this do first that because I've been always wanting to watch. Yeah, it. I, I'm gonna drag you through the fucking dirt. I'm gonna fucking. I'm just gonna <laughs> fuck your psyche up for the next week. I'm sorry, but you're gonna be so depressed by the end of this. You're gonna be so drained. <laughs> what if I hate it? I'll cry. <laughs> <laughs> I'll cry because like <laughs> didn't think of that one, did you? Because <laughs> I am really. <laughs> it's been, oh, it's shit. been years, man. <laughs> no, no, I, I've been, um, I've always wanted to watch The Leftovers. It was just one of those shows where, like, it, it it's, it's the same thing I feel about some shows on FX, where there's so much good te- TV out there that you kind of, you know, lose sight of some other ones that are really good. The good thing is that the show but, uh, ended. I'm 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 interested. Yeah, good. That's good. good thing is that the show ended, so it's not continuing. So, you know, we have just the these three seasons, you know, like well, we're not going to watch all three seasons, but we have, you know, these three seasons if you if anybody else wants to wants to watch all of them, you know. It, it's a it's a, you know, there's a beginning and there's an ending, you know. And it's uh yeah. It's it's great stuff, you know. Uh and it's and leftovers especially something I've been wanting to talk about on the show in full great detail for a while. So you can and I and I also want you to see like all the watch like all like the David Lindelof isms that were that were in Watchmen in this, you know? Cause like it really yeah. did feel like like especially like looking back at Watchmen now after like watching the entire season like the leftovers really felt like a huge precursor and the perfect uh and the perfect practice run for a Watchmen TV show because there's a lot of there's a lot of similarities uh with with the show and just how David Lindelof does does his thing but uh I mean I can I can already kind of feel it from the first like from what I remember from the first two episodes yeah, just... they're even like. <laughs> Some really weird, unforgiving kilter things that happen, like as the seasons go, as the show goes. Yeah, on, the show gets weird. That I've, show gets that I've heard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like I've heard it's a weird show, yeah, yeah. but I'm um, I'm interested. I'm uh, that's gonna be fun. All right. Yeah. Fuck it. Why not? Yeah. Yeah. Leftovers season one, part one. I guess next week, we'll talk about that. Um, if you want to join in the conversation, you guys could send us your thoughts, questions, concerns to our Instagram our email, our uh, Twitter handles, which we'll get into in a second. But might as well um, just, uh, what's the term for this? Just speed through some of these questions that we got yeah. from uh, uh, from our beautiful, sexy listeners uh, in our mailbag segment, which we're going to do right now. So, oh, no, oh, no, first no, two questions. No, no way. <laughs> no way. <laughs> I'm excited about leftovers, by the yeah. way. That's, uh, I, uh, damn it, I figured. I should have. I, I yeah, I, I thought. I uh, thought it'd be. I thought it'd be pretty. Uh, I thought it'd be pretty obvious, but yeah. Matt, for some reason, I thought like three seasons, and I was thinking, oh wait, the six is is that Succession? I guess you know, because I was for some reason I was. I haven't continued succession. succession. I have to. Oh okay, yeah. yeah. I should have. I should have wondered. I should have known. Um, first two questions. Uh, how are you? How are y'all? I'm. I'm serious. This is literally what we got. We will literally answer anything, and everything. How are y'all both so handsome, and. When was the last time you shat your pants? Uh, uh, shat my pants like <laughs> five years old. 
I believe I was a child. Yeah, like five years old. Well, last time I, I, I shat my pants. Uh, how, you know, objectively, I don't know if I'm handsome. But, you're uh, beautiful. Like, I think you're I am. beautiful, man. Yeah, you're, you're a beautiful you're, you're specimen beautiful, as well. Man. You're beautiful. Yeah, you know, uh, so... Uh, like how how am I how am I so handsome? I I guess. Uh, I guess the real question uh, is how do I yogurt. why do I look the way I look? I th- I think that's a better yeah. way, that's a better way to to phrase that. There's a there's a thing called self deprecation. <laughs> there's a and it's a mix like, of, it's a mix of self deprecate self deprecation and my and my parents uh, one night of regret. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's uh you know just not eating when you don't want to eat and. Uh, Eating when you want to eat at three in the morning. So thank you for that. Those are beautiful Thanks, questions. Man. I appreciate it. Thank you. Who who uh, was it that uh who was it that uh that uh that asked that? It's uh it, I know it who it Adrian. is. Yeah, 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 I know. It was Adrian. <laughs> good old, good old. Shout out, shout out to Adrian. We uh, a previous yeah. previous guest on the show. He's a cool dude. I've talked to Adrian in a while. Beautiful I man. I've talked to Adrian in a while. How's he doing? I saw him. I saw him a few weeks ago. He's doing pretty well. I love Tell him. him I say what's up. Uh, next up. Yeah, um, Willie sent us a shit ton of questions oh here, but I'm going to just speed through some of these. Uh, first one is, where do you think the plot of Black Panther 2 will go without Chadwick or T'Challa? Um, succession story. I don't know. Succession story. Yeah, like, it, like I, I wouldn't be surprised if they just continue on the mantle and, and just give it to uh, Shuri, yeah. Letitia Wright. Like... Makes sense. It seems it's happened it, before it in the comics. It seems like the most the most natural progression, you know. And like, I don't think anybody would be mad at it, you know. It's like it's yeah. it's 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 what fits with the character, and obviously what what has to fit with the time, you know. Uh, so it. what would have, yeah, like you know, I, who knows if they'll actually probably do that or you know recast Chad. I highly doubt it. I doubt that. I I know it it'd be it'd be it'd be crazy, but um, you know, if that were the case, I mean, rumors were forever ago that like Namor supposed to be a bit like some sort of yeah supposed to factor into this uh sequel yeah, in some yeah. way shape or form even though the rights the film rights to name are kind of spotty because i think universal still owns them, i think it was given currently. back no uh well i don't know it's the same thing with hulk they yeah. like they still have the rights to hulk technically and they they kind of operate in like a sony basis and like in a similar way to how they do with sony and spider-man um they could do something like that i mean they own the fox characters now so storm could be a thing you know, she marries, like, her and T'Challa get married, you know, later down the line in the comics. So that could be something. As to, like, where this iteration of Black Panther will go going forward, I, I'd i be down to just see Letitia Wright take up the mantle. It just makes sense. It's just gonna be, it's just gonna be interesting to see, like, how they're gonna, like, you know, address T'Challa's, you know, disappearance if they have one, you know, with this film. But uh, that's something that the creatives of Disney are figuring out, and uh, not us, thankfully. Hey, hey, uh, that, that, we see... hey that, I, I'm sorry, I'm yeah. sorry for getting off, but like that's like that's like the kind of decision that I wouldn't want to put on anybody because that's so hard. Oh yeah, no, because it's 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 it must be extremely so stressful. difficult, yeah. You know, especially when the first film is such a massive success, and you know, it, like it, it it literally left the landmark. You know, him and the film. Yeah. But yeah, that's it's a hard. No, one. yeah, hundred percent. Um. Uh, second one here. Will we see Boba Fett again this season of Mando? I don't know. I kind of hope so. Uh, I think so. Uh, he looks cool. I think so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I think like I think uh, Boba Fett. I I think the difference between like Boba Fett and like Ahsoka is like Ahsoka is very clearly like she has her own path. She's doing her own thing. With with Boba, it's like he has a perfect place in the Mandalorian. And and like honestly, yeah. I w- I wouldn't want a fucking live action Boba Fett show. Am I being real? 
I, I, I would just prefer him to just be fleshed out in the Mandalorian, you know? I'm thinking it's just like I'm thinking this could just end up being like a post post credit scene for this season or like a setup for season three where he'll probably be like the main antagonist because he knows where he is. He wants to get his armor back. You know, I I I would assume that series is like that storyline is more in line with whatever they're gonna do with the Mandalorian TV show going forward than you know with a Boba Fett spinoff. Mm-hmm. Even though a Boba Fett spinoff would be cool in concept, <sighs> I, I'm like. I yeah. I'm kind of like you know at this point like I'm just I'm I'm just so like I'm already so on board with Din and 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 uh, and Baby Yoda you know I like I, I don't like yeah. like I I kind of like don't want to see like if they're gonna include more Mandalorians you know or if, I'm sorry if they would include like Boba Fett you know later more down uh down the line like I I feel like his place fits better in that world instead of his own you know yeah uh you take this one. Uh, you could uh, do this one first. Favorite Batman story? Oof. Oof. Yikes. He doesn't really specify which one, but I assume comics. Well, comics? Yeah, he doesn't yeah, specify yeah, yeah, which yeah. medium. I. But I assume it's from comics. I, uh, it's for comics. Every, like, I think, I mean, in my mind, like, the like the the best the best uh, just version of Batman you can get would be Dark Knight Returns. I think just the I think the take that Frank Miller did uh with Batman is something that's just uh, like off color and super super like super intense and and it has it like what Frank Miller did with Batman was something that at the time nobody was doing with any other character you know just really took really yeah. just fucking took Batman full throttle into like the real like issues of you know you know, then America and just kind of just making him this fucking this ultra radical with his own benefit with his own like agenda and, and like just completely getting like the superhero genre and superheroes in general just flipping it on their head. You know, Dark Knight Returns was a big one for me. Uh, I but Dark Knight Returns to me is always like like every time I say it, I feel like it's a cheap out option because it's like that's like that's like one of the best ones. You know, it's like it, it's yeah, hard. but like at the end of the day, it is still it's still amazing. Like, yeah, why it's like so say, many praise it, it, so many people. It's like it. saying like The Godfather is like my, the like my favorite movie. It's like yeah, yeah. It's like of course it yeah, is. For yeah, yeah. Like yeah. it makes sense. But yeah, I I think my answer is also DKR. Uh, I mean, if not, other ones if there, not, like Hush is great. Yeah, it, it, like Killing Joke is great. It's not DKR, man. <sighs> Dude, I love your one. I really, your one. Is I, good I too. do love your one. I really like, like that one too. I love your one. Oh fuck, Earth One, Batman Earth One. It's a great story. Still, still a book I need to it's, read. Actually. Oh yeah, I've never, I've never gotten into the, any of the Earth One. That's books. that's uh, well, I haven't read Volume Two of that, but Volume One of Batman Earth One, that was that's a really cool way to do Batman. I really like that. I mean, let's see. Uh, oh, is, Long I, Halloween. I mean, we the Long up, Halloween. Long yeah. Halloween. Long Halloween is yeah. really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the thing is that it's surprising. Like. It's surprising that the like the amount of really good Batman stories or like really really popular great Batman stories have just increased since 1985 yeah. since Dark Knight Returns. You know, like even today there's still like a couple of Batman stories out there that are considered like genuine classics in a way. Like Grant Morrison's run, Scott Snyder's run, Tom even King's more run, recent. you know, get some yeah, love too. Y- y- like fucking Scott look, Snyder. Personal White Knight. Yeah. Scott. The White Knight series. That's a pretty good like Batman story. Yeah. Those are some really really good Batman stories. It's not you know, it, it it's pretty recent, but it's just another example of like how malleable that how world flexible is. It is. 
Yeah, like yeah, this... you could really, you could really kind of do anything with you it, can. and it will make sense and be pretty good if you have the right vision. Yeah, dude, for it. it's, it, it, I, I think it's just Batman is just one of those characters that, like, really, he just, he stands, he stands for so much. Uh, he stands for so much, and so many different writers just pick. So many different writers can ju- can just pick at di- very specific aspects of him and just flesh it out in in really interesting ways. You know, it's it's. Yeah. I, I I I love Batman. You know, uh, yeah, Killing Joke. You know, it's obviously like that's a big one, but that's more of a Joker story, to be honest. That's like. Well, yeah, but like Curse on the White Knight starts to become more of a Bruce Wayne story. Mm-hmm. Like its sequel, it starts to get more into like it's more. It starts to become more of a Batman story than anything else, and like that. It's pretty good, honestly. They do some really interesting things that they, you know, other writers really can't do because they're stuck in like main continuity stuff. But since it's an Elseworld story, technically, you know, it has the it has the ability to really play with the mythos and just do things that you know, stuff from the regular line would never yeah. do. Yeah. Oh, um, it, it's those are that's a those are some pretty good stories. Also, uh, what, uh, what else? Uh, also, um, uh. We mentioned before, like Scott Snyder's run of Batman is one of the is one of the best in my opinion. It's great. Uh, yeah. Nightfall, great stuff. That was that, Nightfall's not bad. I, I really like yeah. Nightfall, especially when they include uh, Azrael because I think Azrael is a fucking sick character. Um, I love Azrael. Uh, he's 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 probably my that not, that costume was nineties as shit. Oh yeah, no, I it's great. But yeah, I don't care. What it's amazing. Says. It's amazing. Um, uh, Batman R.I.P. is obviously a big one for me and Raul. That's how me and him became friends. Yeah, that's literally how we yeah, met. Yeah, literally how we became <laughs> friends. It's, it's crazy. Talking about Batman R.I.P. because I think it was. I think you were drawing a reference of yeah. it, or I was, yeah, or something yeah. like that. It was an art yeah. class. <laughs> it was an art class, yeah. And then we didn't meet each other. We didn't see each other again for, like, another, like, two, three Until months. Until FCAT. Before uh, the FCAT, yeah. yeah. And we're like, hey, it's hey, you! Hey, ah! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, uh, that's, that, 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 yeah, that's some good ones. There's so many. There's so many. But Zero Year is another great one, too. Zero Year is pretty good, uh, too. If I were to pick a favorite, I mean, yeah, it's the obvious. It's DKR, mm. I think, for me. You know, underseen. If you if you want a really good underseen Batman story, oh shit! I mean, I read Ego recently, and that's pretty good. Earth, Darwin Cook. Earth One for me. And yeah, uh, it... yeah, Earth One. Earth One is a big one too. And like, uh, yeah, I read Batman versus Predator a few months ago. That and was like, a pretty fun argu- event series. Arguably, and like, arguably, like when it comes to like, uh, when it comes to like, like just uh, uh like popular culture, you know, just uh, general audiences. Uh, um, Grant Morrison's run of Batman and Robin was pretty underseen too. Ooh, yeah, yeah. Like, oh no you want to know another really good one uh peter tomasi's run on batman and robin too when um, after when it got into like you know like no when it happened mm. when that big thing happened with damien mm. you know like that's 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 his that's his whole um story uh storyline mm-hmm. it's really really good yeah and the uh, quarterly hours and night of the hours obviously scotch center is great yeah uh, really fun yeah. ones really fun picks yeah, up yeah, there yeah. next one he brings up favorite comic book crossover we we mm. we basically kind of talked about that like uh, uh like like forty minutes ago like. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, there's. Well, I I guess he means like you know comic book series crossover. I I mean, I brought up Batman versus Predator. That's a pretty. It's a it's it's a crossover that you wouldn't think would make a lot of sense in concept, but when you have somebody like Dave Gibbons writing the plot and then the Kuberts doing the art, uh, and uh, Adam and Andy, um, drawing it. It makes for a really, really compelling story of Bruce's dedication to, you know, being that symbol of hope and light and um, and justice in Gotham. And it's kind of like it's kind of like the Nightfall story before Nightfall actually happened. Mm. You know, and I and I think it's a really it, it's it's a pretty cool co- crossover. Uh, I mean, 
I never read JLA Avengers, but I used to read some excerpts from it, and I like that. That was cool. Mm. Do, does <sighs> does Willie mean like crossover, as in like just different characters, like it, like from different companies, or like, or like I, Green I Arrow, or like Green either. Arrow and Green Lantern kind of thing, like. Yeah, like that's another really good yeah. one too. I, I, he, he just says favorite comic book crossover. Yeah. So I, I, you know, I assume that's also in the ballpark too, which is also yeah, really yeah. good. Um, um, I mean, like most things, world's finest. I mean, like Batman, world's finest. Like, ba- yeah. Batman and Superman together, they just get they, they, like they have just such, they have just stark, like they're on the same level, but they're in just in just completely radical sides of it, you know, and like, and and it's good stuff. What. You oh uh, no because uh, you just reminded me you want to know a really really good one that doesn't get a lot of love anymore mm. even though it's one of the coolest team ups that they ever d- that they that they've ever done in the company Fantastic Four there was like a two three issue yes mini, uh, yes mini arc yes yes you know what I'm talking yes. about with the Hulk Wolverine Wolverine Ghost Rider and Spider Man oh my god it's fucking amazing That's... it's so cool and they never did anything else with it again it's such a weird yeah. combo. None of them fit. But it makes none of them it fit. makes perfect sense because they're all loners. It's great. They're all people who don't want to actually, you know, like they they don't want to be with the they team. Are, yeah. But for some reason, they work perfectly together. Wait. It makes me so angry because they never do anything else with that. Like they should have. Like I feel like that was the type of thing where like you would make like money. Like copies would be just be flying off of the fucking shelves <laughs> if they made a series off of that team. Fucking. Uh, you know. Fucking. Uh, and we we mentioned this also before. Punisher and Eminem. Punisher and Eminem is a pretty good crossover. Yeah, this is fun. He's rapping while he's shooting a guy in the face. Yeah. That shit is hilarious. I, I mean, yeah, I, I think it's kind of Archie and the Punisher. It with that, Archie meets the Punisher. Archie and the Punisher, dude. Ar- Archie and anything is fucking hilarious. Archie meets the Punisher. Archie meets the Predator. One and two. It's fucking <laughs> Superman versus Muhammad Ali. <laughs> Superman versus Muhammad Ali is pretty good as well. Um, you know, you know, okay. This is a quick one, but like it's never happened before. But like you, you, I would have, I would have wondered that I would not be, I would be surprised if talks like this never happened. You know, like uh, actually didn't happen. But like Frank Miller doing a like a Daredevil Batman crossover was that ever discussed before in his career? I'm sure like that would have been something that would have been fucking fantastic when you know when he was at his peak. Yeah, you know, like that would have been amazing if he ever did that. Or um. Like one I've been I've been seeing recently because he did a sketch of it, and people have been asking him if if that's something he could actually do. But Todd McFarlane doing a Spawn and Spider Man crossover because he's never he hasn't he hasn't drawn Spider Man so long, and then he made this one um, promotional art piece for like I think to, for like COVID relief for people who were laid off or struggling like um, artists and and writers in the industry. And he did this. He did this. Um, he did this uh, illustration of Spawn and, and Spider-Man together. And people were losing their shit because it's like, wow, he still got it, obviously. But why the hell has there never been a Spawn-Spider-Man crossover? Yeah, right? I feel like money would literally fly off the shelves, you know? A Spider-Verse is another oh, Batman, crossover, Batman and Spawn is another good. one, yeah. Batman and Spawn... You know, uh, you ever read that one? Uh, yes, I did. It's weird. It's a weird one. I, I, I don't really have a, a it's one of those, affinity with that one. It was one of those books. It was one of those books I would read at Borders. Back in Dolphin Ma. Back when yeah. Borders was a thing in Dolphin yeah. Ma. Yeah. Uh, uh, any more questions? Or? So, and last question from... Yeah, this is the last one from Willie. Uh, favorite third-party comic book line? I assume he means stuff like Image or yeah. IDW. Yeah. I mean... I mean, I would go with Image, honestly. I mean, like, they're the ones that have stuck around the most, and, like, they're the ones that I've read 
that I've, like I've appreciated their stuff. I more. mean, I would consider Vertigo, yeah. but like it's DC technically. So Vertical two. Oh, okay. If we're going with like imprints, my favorites are, which are like you know lines of comic books that are inside the company, like the the big two. Uh, Vertigo is definitely Marvel one of Knights. Them. Black Label right now. Yeah, Marvel Knights, and then like Epic. Yeah, Epic comics yeah, yeah, yeah. that they had back then. Because they fucking republished Akira. They, that's where how you got Akira in the states, in color. You would get shit like Electro Lives Again. Um, Stan Lee and Mobius doing that Silver Surfer story, Parable. Mm-hmm. You know, like that. That was that was super. Oh, cool. and you know, it just it was just never uh, successful. How could how could we forget? Obviously, Shining Jump. I mean, oh, I, yeah. The thing is, like, I don't consider that to be like third party in a way i feel like it's still i mean technically none of them are third party just as big yeah but like if not just as big as like as as like marvel and dc probably bigger specifically this international scope specifically this yeah yeah oh this oh yeah okay 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 i i don't i think they're like more of a of a publishing line than anything Mm. but maybe yeah i think i I think i just just don't know what they manga you know just manga in general, but like, yeah. No, yeah, they do. They, they do. do. Yeah. I'm There's just Dark trying Horse to remember well. if, like, yeah. Oh, Dark Horse. That's right. I forgot about that. It's a big Dark one. Horse is great. That's a big one, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> no. Yeah, Hellboy, you know, all of the licensed comics. Buffy. Some of the best Star Wars comics I will never get again, mm. you know? Like, literally every, literally the, in, like, everything that we wanted to know from the sequel trilogy was made in Dark Horse, uh, through Dark Horse, through, uh, through their books. Those are pretty good. Anything else? Yeah. No, I think that's it. That's it for questions this week. But if you want to send out more questions, first of all, thank you for those who of course. Sent, uh, sent them. Uh, if you want to send out more questions, um, we have an Instagram. We have a, a Twitter. My Twitter, specifically, is at Cruz on Twitter. What is your Twitter? You can Victor? find me at Vic Manuel on Twitter. And you can find the show on Instagram at American Nerds, like Raul mentioned, at American Nerds. Uh, we usually try and post, uh, we try and post like a, a question, uh, Que- the the fucking what do you call it question stories on our story you know you guys ever yeah you guys yeah, ever wanna- post for questions on our yeah story. we usually post for questions on our story you know so uh be on the lookout for that whenever uh uh in, in the week you know send us send us literally yeah. anything you guys want we'll talk about literally anything uh and, and we have an email and we have an email yeah at american nerds podcast uh at gmail.com um yes that's uh american nerds podcast uh, american nerds podcast at gmail.com send us questions concerns reviews uh call us call us fat call us skitty uh fucking uh i don't know man just it's a great review subscribe you just know call us beautiful man yeah. just call us beautiful yeah, that's all that's all everybody needs a little bit of you know positivity in their lives you know yeah well till then we're done yeah. y'all take care be safe. Peace, y'all. Uh, don't go, don't go crazy on stuffing. And uh, actually, yeah, actually, we'll you see know, y'all my soon. my fucking parents just brought me like a lomo saltado right now, and I'm about to fucking fuck that shit up right now. Oh, that's so. I'm about good. to fuck that mm. shit up right now. All right. My dad made. My dad always makes ham for Thanksgiving, so there's like a bunch of ham that's still left mm. over there. So I'm gonna have some right now. But yeah, you guys enjoy your ham, yeah. probably. Yeah. Peace, y'all. Take care. Peace. <laughs>